Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Mike Stafford. It is Thursday, January the 11th. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it. My Lakers, after a couple of wins, may still be looking to make some moves. The NFL players are set. Who do you have winning it all? But first, Coach Harbaugh and the Maize and Blue raised the trophy. But what's next for Jim Harbaugh moving forward? We have a great show this week. Tony back in a place to be. Go ahead and do the recap for this season. We got a great show, so sit back, relax, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to The Time Is Now. I'm your host, Mike Stafford. Tony, of course, back once again, carrying me this entire season as we just finished on week 18 of the NFL season. What's up, Tony? How you doing, bro? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Man, I'm all right. A little tired, but I'm here. And I know you're a little bit under the weather as well, but we're both here just championing through it. I was not complaining this weekend, boys. I <laughs> ah, we will we'll definitely talk about that in your escapades, my guy. So, um, yeah, let's just start there, man. How was everything in Vegas before we get started? So Vegas was a lot of fun, man. So for a lot of the listeners that uh, tune in to us, if you get a chance to go for a weekend and not just the partying, you know, Vegas is Vegas. I'm talking about to use it as a sports escape. Go watch the game. So what I ended up doing, me and a buddy of mine uh, went out for the national championship game to catch Washington, Michigan. But we decided to leave a day early to go catch the NFL week 18. Try to get those last games in there and try to get some bets. We went over to Circa. Man, if you have not been over to Circa, what a great place to just watch your games. You can place your bets get food they have this thing mike i don't know if you know this so most places if you go get bottle service or whatever you're you're paying for the bottle right and then you get the the where you sit this place is a little bit different so they'll give you like say for instance you want to get one of those uh lazy boy lazy boy chairs excuse me yeah um they'll charge you 50 bucks for it but it all depends national championship game was way more expensive but for like the um I caught the Bills Dolphins game and that was 50 bucks but the $50 aren't just for you to sit there it goes towards your food uh, your food and your drinks oh wow yes so I did that for the NFL draft last year where we actually got an actual couch it was for four of us but it was just three of us but it's for four people minimum was $300 the whole 300 went towards food and alcohol and it started, I believe, at around 3 o'clock, and you kind of get booted out by 9, which was for the draft. People, you got to go do it. You got to go to Circa. Is it like bottomless or something like that? Just keep ordering drinks until you're 
until yeah. you're 300 there. And then the, the waitress is very kind. She'll come to you and she'll let you know, like if there's an hour left, like, hey, you're only at 200 bucks. We're going to bill you the 300 no matter what, plus, you know, tip. Mm. Um, so at least they warn you. So you're not just like, hey, I only bought $200 worth and they, they pocket in the other 100 bucks. They'll gotcha. let you know, like, hey, you still got 100 to go. And then you'll get your little shots in or you order more food, whatever it is. The food was great. Obviously, the drinks are amazing. The sports atmosphere is awesome. So if you have not done it, you have to go to Vegas and do that, whether if it's at the Westgate. Westgate, they don't offer that service, but Circa does. So if you get a chance to go to Circa, people, you got to go do it. Go put your bets in. I had a blast. Met a lot of people from different walks of life. Um, Raider fans, 49er fans, every fan base was there. Uh, and to my boy, Alan, we only named him Alan because of Josh Allen. He was a big Bills fan. Mm. Brother, it had a blast with that dude. That dude made us laugh a whole lot. So Vegas was amazing. People, you got to go do it for sports. Well, that's great, man. You only left me behind, but that's okay. <laughs> we played to go over again in this season. But I had <laughs> things that came up that messed me up where I couldn't do it anyway. So, you know, like with this whole program. But I am going, most likely, I should say, the weekend before the Super Bowl because um, it's my birthday and I want to get away. So I'm going to take all these notes and most likely go there and, and just kind of relax. I can go ahead and get all my bets in before the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And, and Or just sit back and relax. So I definitely will be going there the weekend before my birthday's the third. And I'll be there that weekend before just for a couple of days just to get away. So uh, just to reload, I guess. So appreciate the heads up there, buddy. Absolutely. I'm paying the price now for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So you talked about it a little bit. We kind of segue into it. Actually, let's just start there. Um, you said you went there to watch the uh, college football championship. And I know you enjoyed the game. It was a good game. It was close until late. Right. And, and then um, but Michigan showed who the dominant team was. I think the part that kind of threw me was the fact that Phoenix Jr. looked not even mediocre, below mediocre because of how great the defense was. I was actually afraid he might get injured. It was that bad um, um, for the team. And then the way they were able to ground and pound and still go ahead and um, get tons of yards on the ground and, and dominate on the defense, getting takeaways and so forth and so on. When you watch that game and, and now Harbaugh <clears throat> doing what he came there to do, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, when you watch that game, what you take away from it, Tony? Well, obviously, we're going to start with Penix because Penix was the better prospect of between him and McCarthy as far as quarterbacks. Let me tell you, Penix is still the real deal. He's still really good quarterback. He's going to go in the first round. Um, this is with that type of game that kind of will go ahead and make scouts look at him and say, well, he needs a dominant offensive line. Washington lost that game because their line couldn't keep up with the boys from Michigan. Michigan's front four, they didn't have to blitz. They were getting to Penix without blitzing. Their, their front four was dominating that game. And then on their, their side of the football, as far as offensively, McCarthy only completed 10 passes, if I'm correct. Now, I, I had a little bit of a hydration situation, so I do need to go back and look at it. But from what I heard, it was just 10 passes he completed. It was the run game. I believe they rushed for over 300 yards or something yep. like that. Yeah, they, they had two running backs um, run for over 120 yards. 
yeah, so it was the <clears> run game. <throat> Why was the run game so dominant? That offensive line took out Washington's defensive line and just <clears> took <throat> over. Yeah. Those running backs were in getting past the linebackers like just like nothing. So that's where Michigan won that game. And for Penix, it sucked because he looked so dominant through the year throwing the right. football. And he finally had a bad game. It just showed you how dominant, like you said, the lines that it was Michigan's offensive line and defensive line that just had their way. And that was literally the difference of the game. And now people can really truly see the value of winning the battle at the line and that how that changes an NFL or football game. So yeah, <clears throat> very impressive, very impressive. Let's go right into well, congratulations to the maze in blue and Harbaugh finishing his journey. We'll talk more about Harbaugh as, as the show goes on. So <clears throat> speaking of Harbaugh, his, um, John Harbaugh, his his big brother, head coach of the Ravens, they went ahead and kind of packed it in. I told you what was going to happen there. Steelers beat them, and, and it just goes to show you the dominance of the great coaching, not just from the Harbaugh family, but from the Tomlin family. As Tomlin, once again, like I told you when the season started, that he was not going to have a losing season. He's never done it. They went on a hot streak late, finished the season 10-7, and and ended up in the playoffs, beating the top overall team in the Ravens. And was the one point I do want to make, the biggest person, that the biggest name that was not in the game was Lamar Jackson. Most of the other guys were there, or at least for most of the game, playing. But then they still were very mediocre, only putting up 10 points. I think, I truly believe it was his absence that was more of a stamp of a claim for him winning the MVP than his presence the last few weeks. I believe this game proved, without a shadow of a doubt, forget all the numbers. I, I was telling people, oh, Brock Purdy, oh, Tua Tungvaloa, oh, 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 Josh Allen, oh, 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 you know, all those different names. I said, nah, 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 it's Lamar Jackson. And it showed his head right there. Steelers beating the Ravens 17-10. Um, real quick, what did you think about that game and, and about Lamar Jackson stamping his claim as, to me, the overall MVP favorite? I agree with you 100%. <clears throat> By him not playing in that game. Now, I understood the weather was bad and it's going to make some quarterbacks look horrible. But Lamar's a running quarterback at the same time. He could have had a field day in that game. He would have been running all over the place. He would have been harder to tackle. By him not playing, solidified him as the MVP. Most in this, we spoke about this, Mike. It's not about this, just the stats and everything. It's a full thing. It's MVP. It's the most valuable player. If you remove Lamar from the Ravens, they're maybe a seven-win team at yeah. best. And that's I'll say at, eight, maybe, at, maybe eight. At, I, I, I would <clears throat> say seven at best because you know they're running at that point. Oh, yeah. So you're you're yeah. you're playing everyone up. It's not like the bank, like let's say the Bengals, right? They lost Joe Burrow. And then who's the kid Browning? Yeah. Look, he came out and <clears throat> had a couple 300 yard games. He looked decent. They won some. He looked games, decent. Yeah. Exactly. Because they they understood, hey, this guy could actually pass the ball too. So they have to respect both. Well, with the Ravens, if you take Lamar out of there, you know what they're doing. They're running the ball. If they have 10 plays scripted, 9 of 10 are, are, are run plays, and the one pass play is going to be some sorry-ass check down. Yeah. <clears throat> so, most valuable player will go to Lamar Jackson. If he does not get it, that's going to be a robbery. Now, nothing against Purdy. He put up his stats. But we all know, like they say, he's playing with a loaded roster. Yeah. So... 
And, and though, oh. I believe those three weeks will hurt him. So that three-week losing skid, it's not that they lost. It was how they lost. It was mainly because of him, how they were losing. He played piss-poor football, and Lamar Jackson hasn't had a game like that. Lamar Jackson's Absolutely. worst game, the guys were dropping balls right in the like in, on their chest. So, Absolutely. You're right. So, and anyone who watched the games knows that. If you just sit back, look at the numbers, and you're like, oh, you let a computer decide. You watch the games, Lamar Jackson is clearly – the, and another thing too with Lamar Jackson because of his legs you can't just blitz him you can't just rush him yep. so you got to sit back there and it gives him so much time to let his players get open and he's able to do that and then says he makes a threat to run it you collapse on him and he just throws someone else open so <clears throat> he's easily the, the MVP in my eyes and I caught it to start the season I thought he'd have a better statistical statistic year which is why I drafted him in one of my leagues but I knew at the beginning of the year when they gave him that contract when they signed Odell I said, oh, he, he's going to go for it. He's going to have one of his best years. And sure enough, that's what happened. One thing I will take away from the game before we move on, T.J. Watt is out. And um, that was a big – they got to the playoffs only to lose T.J. Watt. So it's kind of like you're probably going to be out in the first round. We will cover that in the next segment. Let's move on. Texans, Colts, <clears throat> C.J. Stroud, the story there. They beat the Colts 23-19 and take that division and go to the playoffs in this first year. How do you feel about C.J. Stroud? Do you believe he is going to be – the offensive rookie of the year. Absolutely. He's the man. You, he is the man. If you see the Texans without him and to how they play with him, yeah. that dude is, <clears throat> let me tell you, he, he's a little Joe Burrowist. He has, he can pass. There's just something about his calm demeanor. The team believes. Like they know when he's in the lineup, they can probably beat, I'm not going to say anyone, but they have confidence that they'll go out there and really try, man. Like, Hey, he, he's a baller, dude. By far a baller. Very impressed with him. Yeah, and I hear everything you're saying. I hear everything you're saying that, um, you know, he's a baller. He's great. He's this. He's that. Um, and, and I don't doubt you. I don't doubt you in that. Um, but one thing I would take away, I feel like that would be the case. That was overall team success. He had decent numbers. They didn't blow you away. But there's one rookie offensive rookie numbers who did and that was one of puka nakua from the rams i still believe if you're breaking records i mean this guy's breaking records that are not just rookie records he was breaking actual records so as at the wide position for puka nakua he's one of the main reasons why the rams made the postseason when cooper cup was out so you have your guy who was like a triple crown winner not too long ago at Cooper Cup, one of the best wide receivers in the modern era. Hukunoku is right there on pace with him. And as a rookie, sometimes playing games with the old school tape on his hand. <coughs> excuse me. He's a throwback. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm having a tough time. Yeah, I agree with you. I understand your point. Your point <clears throat> is extremely valid. But at the end of the day, it's the poster child, the quarterback. Yeah, it's always the that guy point. that gets high is paid in his position. And obviously, as CJ goes along, he's going to be one of those top five uh, guys to get paid. It's That's just how the NFL works. When your time <clears throat> comes up to get paid, you're going to go ahead and set the market. You're going to reset it. So to me, just the fact the Texans lost games when they didn't have CJ. And the moment you reinsert him <clears throat> right back in, they started winning these games. Yeah. And, and I get statistically, you know, the receivers are going to have these catches, are going to have, <clears throat> but it's still not the wins and losses compared to, to CJ. 
That's why I'll give it to CJ, although Puka had the, the great year. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got to go with CJ, the poster boy. It's kind of the similar thing with the MVP discussion. You're going to go by the numbers or go about what the actual results are. Correct. So I totally get that. It's just that this time I was leaning towards the numbers because they were record-breaking. So I'm like, when you're breaking records <clears throat> with all-time greats, Hall of Famers, I got to, you know, in my opinion. So speaking of that, the Rams versus Niners, the Rams did beat the Niners and punched their ticket to get into the playoffs as well, beating them 21 to 20. Um, but they also sat Brock Purdy as well. But this is the thing. They still almost won the game. The numbers are kind of similar. So it, it once again, Lamar Jackson stamping his claim. The Rams beat the Cowboys. I'm sorry. Rams beat the Niners 21 to 20. Moving forward. We got some other games on the docket. We had our Raiders Broncos matchup. I caught it. I said, my Raiders, my Raiders are going to beat your Broncos, going to beat those ponies. Now, it would have been nice to go, but 89, 89 teams. <clears throat> you know, we planned to go there because we thought, you know, the Chiefs kind of faltering a little bit and maybe the Raiders not Broncos game was going to decide the conference uh, or the division, I'm sorry, but it was not that type of game. And I was just like, ah, I'll just stay my butt at home. But my Raiders did a good job under um, Antonio Pierce. As of right now, He's being considered for the Titans head coaching job, which is very interesting as they let go of Rabel. We'll cover that in a little bit. But um, I really feel like they should keep Antonio Pierce in-house. I still want them to go go for Harbaugh, go after Harbaugh, because I know that's, you know, we like to splash and get big names. I feel like if they cannot get Harbaugh, they, should, they have to make Antonio Pierce their head coach. I don't want to hear no one other name. And if they do get Harbaugh, overpay him, pay him crazy money like they did Gruden. Um, I say they have to convince Antonio Pierce to take big money to move up to be the defensive coordinator. Even though they're offering the head coaching job in Tennessee, I don't feel like that's a better job than sticking with your childhood team and a team that believes in you. And I just feel like Harbaugh was a big enough name where Antonio Pierce will have will, would not mind working under as a DC. What do you think about that scenario? First, uh, the game, and then we'll talk about the whole scenario. Everything, yes. obviously, yes, for the Broncos losing, it wasn't that bad of a loss for us. We actually were able to move. If they would have won, they would have ended up with the 16th pick. Now that they lost, they ended up with the 12th. They're one pick in front of the Raiders. Both of them are looking for quarterbacks, so it, it wasn't that bad. They both ended up eight and nine. Yes, losing sucks. I hated it, of course. All the Raider fans were yelling, Raiders. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But anyhow, instead, of, instead of being smart and losing, like I told you, they it, wouldn't. <laughs> they yeah, don't think exactly. Like that. You, not you like see that. what I meant? So They don't think like that. We would have win everything look, for, we can. <laughs> for, the, for the Broncos now, now, maybe Michael Penix falls to them at 12. They don't have to trade up to go get him. But, you know, season it is what it is. It's wrapped up. They lost the game. Now, I want to talk a, a little bit about the Raiders and Harbaugh. John, excuse me, with Harbaugh, I wanted the Broncos to hire him last year. And they got on their jet twice on that private plane. They went to Ann Arbor twice to try to convince them to leave college and go to Denver. And, and, and they were close. And let me tell you, Harbaugh is a organizational changer. Yep. From top to <clears throat> bottom, he's a culture changer. I would hate to see him go to you guys. But that dude will get you guys right in two years. He'll have you guys contending in the AFC Championship game. Now, you still got to get your quarterback, but if yeah. anyone that can get him, it's him. Now, I understand the Pierce situation. <clears throat> so if you don't get... And here's why I do, do not think Harbaugh's going to the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Remember, the Raiders are still paying two coaches. Yeah. 
in Gruden and McNugget. I think they're they bought. Paying. I think I, th- I think they're gonna be done. I think they're worked out something where they're paying out Gruden or made it to where he, mm-hmm. they don't have to pay all of his salary. So, but they, that's still big. That's still massive. Because <clears throat> why? You know that Harbaugh had twenty million dollars on the table before last season from Denver. So for him to leave college football, where they're gonna come up and they're gonna offer him some gigantic contract in the twenty in the. 15 to 22 million dollar range per year. I know everyone thinks that that's insane, but they're going to offer them. When was the last time Michigan won the championship? Yeah, exactly. It was like 60 so, years, something like that. So, and since like 96 or 90 in the 90s, right? So they're not going to let him just walk. <clears throat> it has to come from him wanting to leave to go to the Raiders. And then to leave, he's going to want Sean Payton type money, 18 to 20 million dollars, maybe even 22. Do the Raiders have the money to get him? That is the the reality. Can they land him? If they do, it would be amazing. Now, to Pierce real quick. If they don't get Harbaugh and they let Pierce walk out that door, you will have a mutiny in the locker room. And I hope you guys do some dumb (laughs) leadership shit like that. They did it before. I hope you you guys swing and miss. And then I hope you let Pierce go just like you guys let go of the... uh, the offensive, what was that? That special yeah, special teams head coach, coordinator, uh, Visasha. You guys Vitasha. made that mistake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope you guys do that with Pierce because your fan base is gonna be living. Well, and oh, I'm right. gonna love it. I'm gonna love it for this, you guys. This is the thing about Visasha. He went and took the same exact job. He just felt slighted. He took the same exact job as another team. He didn't get a head coaching job. So. No, no, that that's <laughs> what I mean. He made a lateral move. He left because you guys straight out dissed him. Now yeah. with Pierce, okay, and then we'll move on from the Raiders. Well, uh, what, what, one well, last we'll thing. keep going. We're not about the Raiders per se. I'm still about Harbaugh, but we, I'm going to talk about Pierce real quick. The reason why I feel like they may lose him because if you have a team offering him a head coaching job, it might scoop him up quick, too quick for the Raiders to be able to finish negotiating to get Harbaugh because there's places he may go. The Chargers is one of them, right, within the same division. But my thing is this. If he's already contemplating being in that division, the better organization is the Raiders. It's not, it's not the Dodgers. It's not the Chargers. He doesn't want to be second fiddle in L.A. Well, you know? I'll, and, and, and the I'll argue that point. I'll but, argue that. All right, go ahead. And I'm going to tell you that real quick. You have to remember who has the better quarterback. No, I, I know that. That's easy. He has a better team. He has a he better has team, a better team yeah. overall. And then the bigger market. If, ah. if, Harbaugh, if Harbaugh would come here and for some reason turn the Chargers around and make him a contender, my goodness. Like... That's like getting. That's getting they don't have. Done. They don't have a strong enough fan base. I don't care. They won't pay him any. It's like the Clippers. That's one. They won't pay him any. They won't have the. They don't have they the money. They, they're gonna try to woo him. Like, hey, we got a better quarterback, and he's like, he's talented, but he hasn't done jack shit. So he, you know, it I, is the Raiders. And, and the him. thing is, the Chargers are the Clippers in LA. You know, they're gonna be like, ah, absolutely. It's like the Angels getting the best uh, manager. It doesn't, it doesn't move the needle. Like they had the two best players in baseball, and no one gave a damn. So it's too much to do in L.A. They don't have a big enough fan base. That's another reason why I feel like they won't go to the Chargers. They don't have the money. They don't have the fanfare. He does not want to be second fiddle or third or fourth fiddle to anybody in a city. With the Raiders, he will own it. And he will have the Mystique. He has the biggest, if not the biggest, one of the biggest fan bases in all of football behind him. The Mystique fits him. The other other team that they may be considered, it could be the Redskins or the Commanders down there. That's a good position for him. 
But then once again, you go into another division where um, you got the Eagles and the, and the Cowboys up top. And in in the AFC West, you just have the Chiefs, and they're looking like they're falling on hard times, like their dynasty, their window may be closing. And so, real quick, so oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, yeah. No, so, so go, <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So I was gonna say, so that that makes my argument, just like you were saying, the Chiefs seem like they're slipping a bit. Uh, the Raiders are. Eight and nine, the Broncos are eight and nine. Both yeah. teams are very beatable. Like you can beat those. You're not worried about those two teams. So with Harbaugh having Herbert, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but hypothetically speaking, if he were to get Herbert under his tutelage and that defense, you yeah. gotta remember the there's some different. players that that yeah. defense has. Yeah. And the way that Harbaugh coaches them up, that's a problem <clears> for <throat> your team and mine. So I would not want to see him there, well, and I do team, not want to see him on the Raiders. Which team either. in the AFC West has the best running back? Is it really about running backs? Or well, no, for, for the hardball system. So to, the, to my point, you know, but but I'll finish it this with this because you're talking about the money. That is one part, but there's one thing. If Harbaugh comes to a team, he might want to get the Belichick treatment. He might want to get control of the team altogether. He might want to be GM. And head coaches, not like the Raiders have a great GM. I think they fired him too. So, yeah, yeah, they both got fired. Exactly, and that to me is the one feather in the cap that's going to get them over. And I believe they had said they have. But the, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers the same, the same situation. Yeah, exactly, I know. That's, that's the only thing. The Chargers did the same exact thing as well. But I think about the organization. I think about uh, it's not just the money; it's the mystique. It's everything. It's Vegas. And I feel like it's a perfect marriage. Obviously, I'm going to lean that way because I'm a Raiders fan. That's what I want to happen. But if they can keep Antonio Pierce and bring in John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh will be like the overseer and still let Antonio just, Pierce be Antonio Pierce. Uh, I just don't think so. I, I don't think that would ever work out. That would be a, a fan's dream of Harbaugh and then you keep Pierce as a DC. Pierce will be gone. He'll, he'll be to the Titans. If he interviews well there... And the Raiders are still kind of like kicking <clears throat> the tires on Harbaugh. He will just move on. That's how I look at it too. I feel yeah, like he will just move before on. we can even get Harbaugh, then we might strike out and not get either one. That's honestly how I feel. And um, Harbaugh, just <clears throat> you know, just to cap this off, every, anywhere he goes, give him three years, what he'll turn them around. You said two. Now it's three. Two, no, no, two <clears throat> with a quarterback that that he like with Herbert he'll turn them around instantly. Yeah, I think within a year or two they're they're they're, they're going to be contending with the Raiders about two two years. Two years, yeah. Now the com the Commanders about that three, is more of right. a yeah, that's more of saying. a so but he'll turn around because everywhere he has gone yeah. the he has won. And with the 49ers, yes, they did not win the Super Bowl, but they were there. Yeah, San Diego State, uh Stanford, the Niners guys a winner everywhere. He winning culture <clears throat> so yeah hardball stay in michigan <laughs> no, he, he'll definitely be in the nfl he don't want those sanctions to come down on him as well and he don't want to deal with the bureaucracy of the ncaa anymore he wants to go over someplace and he wants to finish the job he did what he was supposed to do in michigan now he wants to finish what he started in the nfl because he was just moments away from winning he was long one long pass away from garoppolo from um, garoppolo um and, and winning it all some years ago now <clears throat> Bengals, browns Bengals beat the browns 31 to 14 as they were benching everyone as well and uh, they had nothing to play for uh vikings lions lions 30 to 20 beating the vikings and the lions just they already had the a nfc north locked in titans jaguars i called it the jags the sunshine just falling apart late 
end the season. And it's just unfortunate. The Titans had nothing to play for except for pride. They're similar to my Raiders. And in the end, they still fire Mike Vrabel. Now, my thing is, was this a mutual decision because he was probably leaning towards the Patriots? Because there's no reason why they should have fired him. Now, a lot of people were saying, like, what they were saying is, well, his first four years, he was doing all these great things. But then the last two years, I'm like, wait a minute. When the last two years, you it's the GM's fault. You, you got mm-hmm. rid of Hopkins and A.J. Brown and all the other players. You you didn't re-sign linemen and stuff like that. So you didn't give him the roster. It's like you were setting him up to fail. So Vrabel obviously is a good coach. And that's why I'm concerned about bringing in Antonio Pierce there. But why would he turn on a head coaching job? So no matter what, I was shocked by the fire of, uh, of Vrabel. What about yourself? So so was I. Look, you <clears throat> we spoke about this off air. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier today when we just kind of were bouncing this. And it, it's it's crazy how these organizations believe, well, if you won your first four years, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take all this away from you. And yet I You'll still want you to and I want <laughs> you to cook a gourmet meal. Oh, and by the way, the quarterback <clears throat> we're going to give you, he's not that good either. Right. How's that? So you're, you're going to go ahead and give this guy, you're going to give him Derrick Henry, right? We could all argue probably top three running back in the NFL. And yes, you're going to go ahead and say that he's a little older, blah, blah, blah. Or is it that they they traded away and they let an offensive lineman retire and then they took the offensive weapons as far as a receiver and Brown? Now you know you're running the ball. And uh, yeah, so now you know you're running the ball. So what do you do as a defense? (laughs) I'm not scared about Tannehill throwing the ball. But exactly. So... I am intrigued to see where Derrick Henry ends up and to see if how much thread is still left on those tires. I have a feeling he's going to go off next season, depending where he goes. But as far as the Titans, a stupid organization. That's another, stupid. <clears throat> another reason why that Pierce should stay with the Raiders. He, he can get a better job later. Let Harbaugh, to learn under Harbaugh, could be something that's invaluable, and he's with the team that he grew up loving, and and the but, and the players love Mike. Him. I'm we saying. had this conversation <clears throat> as a coach, and let's let's call it for what we were talking about. What was it last week? Or we uh, yeah, the black coach is taking those crappy exactly. Jobs. They what are you going to do? Turn it down? This yeah. is a four year, five year contract. He's going to turn down. It's going to be worth from five million dollars and up because no NFL coach is getting paid peanuts. Let's assume $5 million. That means you're leaving $25 million on the table just to be a DC and maybe get a shot? No, man, you got to take that job. If they could give him comparable money, give him a pay raise, he's going to get a pay raise no matter what, going from linebacker coach to DC. You're like, you're still going to get a pay raise. You get a chance to stay with your team that you grew up loving and and a team that loves you back. And you guys have a chance of winning the division. I'm going to take that over a struggling job. I don't know. We'll Mike, see. We, that's we, $25 million. Yeah, I it. wish AC was speaking to us about this right now. Because think about it. He's been in the NFL. He's gone through this. He's seen the, the, the paychecks. He knows what these coaches get paid that are assistants. And yes, if you <clears> might, <throat> as an assistant, maybe make, say, let's just use a number, half a million dollars. And then to go to D.C., you're making a million. Yeah, double. To still compare to $5 million? Six million, seven million a year. Like you cannot pass that up. And yes, you're kind of you might shoot yourself in the foot, but guess what? If it doesn't go well, you end up being a DC somewhere else anyway later on. 
you secured the bag for $25 million over a five-year span. You never leave money on the table. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Jets beat the Patriots. I sh- like I asked the game I said I was going to call, and I didn't. I didn't go with my gut. Patriots yeah. finished the season one and eight at home, and most likely it's going to be the reason why that they time to finally part ways with Belichick. Jets beat the Patriots. It, it was no surprise to me. My dumb butt should have went with my gut. Maybe I would have fared better this week. Saints beat down the Falcons with a controversial last-minute play as they formed in uh, winning formation. And what's the name said we made a business decision and gave our veteran running back a touchdown, a cheap one at the end of the, at the end of some some bush league play, and they beat down the Falcons. And I'm gonna start something really controversial on the sideline. Don't want to get into that because it's not a big enough story. And at the, and at the end of, end of the day, the Saints still didn't win a division. The Buccaneers did. The Buccaneers beat the Panthers nine nothing. Jesus Christ! They need, to, <laughs> they need to get rid of that owner. Like nine nine. What? What are we doing? It's just it's just embarrassing. Uh, and the Buccaneers going to hobble into the playoffs that way, winning the division. The Saints had a chance. Saints, to me, had a better team. <clears throat> they just didn't win enough games. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. Derek Carr got hurt um, midway through the season, came back, finished strong, but was not enough. The Buccaneers, to me, are in. Ooh. Anyways, we'll get into that next. Um, Bears, Packers. The Packers still own the Bears. And, 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 and Jordan Love looks like the real deal. He doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers or, or Brett Favre people. But he's one of the best young quarterbacks, up-and-coming quarterbacks in the league right now, in my opinion. He has all the tools. I watched enough games. He has the he, he has the locker room. Like they all believe in him. And the Packers, uh, we'll see what they do next week. Packers beat the Bears 17-9. And then we go to the lowly Eagles. Maybe AC would chime in and talk about these just embarrassment. Where they lose five of the last six He's probably calling games. them pigeons right now. Oh my God! They're they're the they're the they're actual pigeons, not the sea pigeons, Lord. Or yeah. Not the sea chickens. They're the pigeons. The Giants beat the Eagles to finish the season. All the Eagles had to do was win. All they had to do was Deuce, win. And Deuce. and now they're the fifth seed versus being the second seed. Oh my goodness! They're in trouble. They're in deep trouble. We'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Losing twenty-seven to ten. I love how all these teams were upsetting teams that were actually in it or in the place to be in it. They had no skin in the game, and it just goes to show you. Any given Sunday in football, if you believe you can win, if you want to, to impose your will, you can, as the Cardinals did throughout the season. Let's talk about those Cardinals. They barely got edged out by the Seahawks. They were trying to take them out themselves, but because of the way the other games went, because because the uh, the the Packers won, it eliminated the Seahawks. So whatever they did really did not matter. As Pete Carroll let go of his duties and moved upstairs. Did you want to talk about that scenario with Pete Carroll before we move on? I mean, it's crazy how all these coaches, right, that you did not expect to be moving on from, including in college. You saw Nick Saban retire today. Um, Man, I did not see the Pete Carroll one. And then uh, here's a point I just want to bring up before we move on. Yeah. With Pete Carroll, do you think the organization looked at him? Because you got to remember, they loved Russell Wilson. The organization didn't want to trade him away. This was Mm -hmm. coming from the GM and Pete Carroll. Do you think they look back at that trade and... And not because they they don't believe the trade was good. They believe the trade was awesome. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Pete Carroll, uh, and you know he's a defensive guy, runs the ball, did not get his quarterback with that haul that they got from the Broncos. All those picks. Remember, one pick was number five overall. Number five. That by them not drafting a quarterback and going more offensive to see the, the future, do you think that has something to do with it? Or do you think it's just Pete, maybe he's just over it? What, your thoughts? Because I thought, <clears throat> man, 
they didn't draft a quarterback in those two years. Would um, that come back and bite them in the rear end? No, I, I feel like they are actually, they know they're rebuilding. That's why they got all those picks. And um, I feel like they know they're rebuilding. And um, I think that it was probably was a mutual decision because he's one of the elder statesmen in the league. And who knows? Now, he looks like a pillar of health. So we don't want to assume that it was poor health or whatever like that. Because if one, his saving grace is this. His saving grace is this. What was the Broncos record the last two seasons? What's the Seahawks? You know, yeah, um, the Seahawks absolutely. actually on the verge of making the playoffs are right there they're like a game away from being yeah they made it last year and didn't make it this right year. and they're they're, yeah. they're right up they were the towards the bottom last year and they're right there on the brink this year and the broncos were nowhere near last two years the okay broncos, but the broncos went backwards so but it, my point is it goes to show that Pete carroll know what the hell he's talking about because he brought he he resurged you know smith's career he was in he was in no man's land and now he looks like a formidable quarterback who could start in this league all because of Pete carroll in my opinion so Pete Carroll shows he can still do it. I think by keeping him in an advisory role is their respect for him and knowing they want to go ahead and just retool everything from the top down. And they're just giving him the respect saying, hey, we know that you know how to build a team. You know what you, you're doing. Go, go ahead and um, we're going to pay you good money to just be an advisor instead of doing the day-to-day grind. And I think that's what's really happening. I think that's showing love to Pete Carroll, honoring him. So Cool. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562 PDA 7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562 732 7888. What can I say? I love PDA. We'll, we'll move on. Um, Chiefs, Chargers, tra- Chiefs edging out the Chargers. Another team not looking good. They're getting W's, 11-6, and six, but they're reminding me of the Chiefs, uh, of the Eagles right now. That, that's how I see them. Um, the Chiefs are 13-12. and 12. Just I, I would thought I'd never see this day where they look this bad, but I feel like they're taking advantage of Patrick Mahomes. They thought he was Tom Brady, and 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 they were Belichick. They're not. They, 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 you can't give them crap and expect them to make you know, a grand cuisine. He's not Brady, and it's funny to, for me to say that because I wouldn't have said that before, but the time is told the story over time you will learn how to respect a player and i i don't want him to call brady the goat but damn it <laughs> i mean you know yeah, that, the proofs of the that goat's man. on top of the he's on top of the mountain for jesus christ i'm just like yeah. who else when you look when you go revisit this history will let you same thing with michael jordan to me i go back and look like yeah that's a strong claim when you go back and look at the stuff this is you know ah anyways chiefs went 13 12 we already went about the Rams. We're gonna go into the Cowboys and Commanders. That's where I messed up. I shouldn't have chose against them. I should have known better. They beat the crap out of bad teams. I mean, they beat them badly, thirty-eight to ten, beating the Commanders. And that got uh, Flor—not Flores. What's his name? Uh, um, Rivera. 
Rivera. I got Rivera up out of there. Uh, I don't know if they're going to give that job over to Enemy or not. We'll see. Enemy is getting some consideration around the league. I think they said he may be in line for the Seahawks job. So, <clears throat> But we'll have to wait and see how that one turns out there. But the Cowboys destroying the commanders, putting a lock hold on that second seed, which to me punches their ticket for the NFC Championship. We'll get into that in a little bit. Yep. Um, Bills Dolphins. Bills Dolphins 21-14 to take, once again, that seed. So now the the Bills, they went from maybe not making the playoffs at all to now getting, what, the second seed, if I'm not mistaken? Yep, the two seed. Yep. That is great. How do you go from being the eighth seed to the two seed just like that? That's well, you have insane. To you have to remember that. the AFC. The AFC, look, so let's go through the standings as obviously, you know, we'll, we'll finish up with these picks. We ended up uh, both do, going nine and seven last week. Yeah, so you beat me for the year by four games. Oh, yeah, yeah. By four games. So, yeah, so we'll blah, move blah, on. Blah. So, yay. So, yeah. as we move on, here's how, here's how that happened, right? If you look at the AFCs, let's look at the standings. You had the Buffalo Bills winning the division at 11 and six, the Dolphins at 11 and six, Jets mm. seven and 10, and the Patriots four and 13. At the AFC West, you had the Chiefs winning the division 11 and 6. We talked about the Raiders Broncos at 8 and 9 and the Chargers at 5 and 12. The AFC North, the Ravens dominant 13 and 4, yeah. Browns 11 and 6, another, Steelers another. 10 and 7, Bengals 9, 9 and 8, and then to the Hold south. Hold on, before you, get, you can't just brush over that. That's the first time no, no, in no. NFL history that every team in the division was above 500. No, Never so happened. so so that's where I was trying to get to because look as you move down to the south, yeah. then you had the Texans at 10 and 7, yeah. Jaguars that missed the playoffs at 9 and 8, yeah. and the Colts at 9 and 8, and missed then the, the Titans ended up uh, at 6 and 11. So that's how quick where Buffalo got on the little run, won a couple games, and were able to get right back in it. Remember, at one point, Buffalo was at like 11. Yeah, and the AFC were like standings to try to make. I think the they, they they won they five won, straight games. Yes, exactly. That's how tight yeah. the AFC, dude. You you can go back and just look at the Raiders and say the Broncos because they're our home teams, right? Mm -hmm. You win an extra game or two, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's how good the competition in the AFC was. And you see, it's ten and seven. They were tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I believe got the they got the the seventh seed, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. So, and that's so, which is crazy. These guys are one game above what the seventh seed got. It's just mm -hmm. like, what? So they can lose. And, but I'm still trying to figure out. I think some other things will have to swing another way because I'm like, why would they still be out? I remember that being the narrative, but I'm like, all these other guys are nine and eight, 10 and seven. Like, you know, I was still well, remember, to it's, yeah. it all goes based on division winners. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, wins and losses, and then wins and losses against the conference, which is yeah. the AFC in general. Yep. So that's just insane, I mean, man. So, yeah, there's one game better than a seventh seed in the AFC playoffs. That's just, but I, but and the thing is, the Pittsburgh Steelers are only a game back of those seeds, or whatever. But they're not look. They're they, to me, they limped in as well. You know, even though they won three straight. Oh, they they did not look good. No, they're the they, worst in the they, playoffs. They, they're yeah, the only yeah. team with a negative differential in the playoffs. Like like yep. they yeah, they're the only team. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> dude, they, they're gonna get killed. They're yeah. gonna get smoked. Not so all as are created equal, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. And with that, we're gonna segue into the playoffs, my friend. We finally playoffs. are in the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Speaking of the Steelers, 
man, they get the Buffalo Bills, the team we just finished talk, talking about as well. So, look, we'll start it off with the Browns at the Texans. Who you got in that one? The Browns at the Texans. I had it pulled up, and I just went ahead and just that game is again. that game is uh, uh, in Houston. So well, you yeah, have Joe. Yeah, yeah, they won the division, but the Browns are the <clears throat> scary team in the playoffs. So as we the make these picks, rounds, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said the Browns at the so, Texans. So, yeah, That's so on like Saturday. On, Let's let everybody yep. remember this is the first game of the weekend. It's going to be at 1 30 um, Pacific time, 1 30 p.m. Cleveland at Houston. Great game on a Saturday on NBC. Browns, that's so funny. The Browns are obviously the better team, but because Texas are divisional winners, that's how that plays out. I got Cleveland beaten down, not, not just beaten. I think they're going to give CJ Stroud a hard time in that game. And I'm actually going to agree with you there. I think the Browns just have the veteran in Joe Flacco season. <laughs> That defense is really good. Now, of course, this is going to be CJ's. Yeah, the running game. This is going to be CJ's welcome to the NFL. Like, as far as facing. (laughs) Exactly. So, I'm going to go with the Browns as well. Although, this game is going to be very competitive. I believe this might get down to a last-second field goal type game. But I will take. uh, No, I I think it's going to go down to the last possession. And. Browns having the lead at the end, Texans trying to tie it and missing the field goal, something like that. So I feel like the, I feel like it's gonna be similar. I feel like the Browns are gonna win by six and CJ Stroud is gonna need a touchdown to win it and won't be able to do so. Yeah. So <clears throat> as we move along, we got the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Now, before we make a pick on this game, yes, they said the weather is gonna yeah. be a big factor. I don't know yeah. if you have it in front of you, but they're saying with the wind. It's like going to be negative degrees. 10. Oh, negative 10. Oh, because the wind. Oh, With okay. the wind, yes. <clears throat> so now, this might change my pick because Who initially, <laughs> exactly, initially I was going to go Dolphins. But Wait. now that, that you know, I don't know if a cheetah really likes cold like that. He's from and it's there. Not, no, but it's not really the cheetah. It's also Tua. Can Tua get that, that ice brick of a football to the cheetah 40 yards, 50 yards down the field? Will it be snowing? Will it be raining? Will it just be ice cold? I don't know. I I gotta I gotta stick with Mahomes on this. I gotta stick with the Chiefs because they're used to that weather. So That's, I'm taking the Chiefs. You brought up a key point: the cheetah. He's gonna prepare his guys to be able to play playoff football in that kind of inclement weather. That's where he was from. Does he play most of his career there? Right, and and you you said the other point to this. Oh, Tua, you're looking at this the wrong way. This is running football weather. Who has a better running game? It's Miami. <laughs> Miami has studs in the running back position. Kansas City just really does not. Uh, I honestly feel like Miami could win that game. Now, Miami this entire season showed they're not that great away from home. They're not that great in cold scenarios. So that makes me lean back towards Kansas City Chiefs. But the way these two teams have been playing. And actually, Miami has a lot of injuries going into this game. That might make me actually sway towards the Kansas City Chiefs. You never really want to bet against Mahomes. As much as I believe in Miami in this game, I'm going to slightly tilt towards Kansas City winning this game. But anyone listening who's paid attention all season, anytime I waffled over a pick, it's usually been the one I was going with initially with my head, which was the Dolphins. So even though I'm giving it to the Kansas City Chiefs, do not be surprised that the Dolphins will win this game in a narrow victory because it's been like that consistently all season. You guys see, if you guys paid attention, 
the stats are extremely high actually when i waffle it's usually the other way around so if you're betting people you guys put your money on miami i'm just gonna go ahead and choose the chiefs hedging my bets there all right sunday Sunday, we have the Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Um, not to get into this game so much, I'm just going to take the Bills in a blowout. In, an, in a blowout, exactly. And I'm assuming you're picking the same way, yeah. right? Yeah. So Bills. Then this game might be a little entertaining. We got the Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. Mike, who you got? Uh, I still got the Cowboys. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Thank you for showing up. It's great. You guys are still a, a decent organization without Aaron Rodgers, but. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's go- that 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 pass rush, Michael Parsons and boy is going to give um, Jordan Love all the fits, all the problems, all the problems in the world. I, I see a pick six, at least one of them in this game. I see two turnovers by Love, a fumble and a, and a pick six. Uh, <clears throat> Dallas going to kill those boys. They're going to they're going to beat them bad. I agree with you on that. I do believe Jordan Love is going to turn the ball over a lot in this game. That Cowboy defense is going to come prepared, ready to go. I do see they don't the Cowboys in a blowout. Yeah, and they don't lose at home. And they're going to get the home cooking. They're going to get calls their way. Yep. It's, I could see this as a blowout. Something yeah. in a 35-10, 35-13 yeah. type score. Yep. Exactly Some, something in the 30s. 35-10, 35-13. Yep. Yes. Same. Something in there. So, And as we move along, the last game of Sunday, mm. we have the Los Angeles Rams Woo. at the Detroit Lions. They did that I on believe. purpose, man. It's because yes. the Cowboys should have been there, but they're like, wait, you can't pass the storyline. You go ahead. Look, I've gone back and forth, back and forth on this game. And I know last week I, I was, you know, giving the Lions their credit. But they man, should have been, been a second seed. No. Yes, yes, absolutely. But they're a confident squad. And that's where I got to give it to them. But man, something about Sean McVay that just I have a feeling he's going to have an <laughs> offensive game plan and they're going to pull off the upset. I'm taking the Rams to beat the Lions. And who knows Jared Goff better than Sean McVay? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> this is so, so like if I feel like golf is gonna come out like gangbusters. He's like, I'm gonna show you guys that you screwed up. This look look what I did to this organization. I'm doing what Stafford could not have done there, and Stafford had better weapons. He had Megatron, you know. So he's gonna be like, Look what I'm doing. I got you guys right there, the cusp. I got you guys to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna get this team to at least the NFC championship. That's that's what I feel like golf's gonna try to do. Matthew Stafford's going back home. Right, he might be on an emotional high. I don't know. To me, the 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 Lions should win. I would not be surprised if the Rams win this game. I'm still gonna go with the home team. I still got golf really just just champion his team. And you know that coach gonna do the same thing. I forgot the guy. He's gonna bite off ankles, look, knees. Mike, Mike, (laughs) you. I see it like this. Stafford is the Detroit Lions' old girlfriend. Yeah, that came out to LA. No, 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 no. They came out to LA, got all the work done, got some money, mm-hmm. and is going back to Detroit to show off that big ring. Got that she got. That's who Stafford. Stafford's gonna ball out out there. Yeah, I mean Detroit's at home. I feel like I've, I, I, I will see. We'll see. I, I'm picking Detroit to win that game. All right. So, and it's so funny because we were the opposite last week. As far as I was raving on the Lions, you were raving on the Rams. Yeah. And I, I think the Rams are going to upset them. But they have all the, the tools to do so. <laughs> so we surprised. And then this one really caught me. I was out in Vegas and, you know, we're over there gambling and stuff. And then my buddy turns to me and looks at me. He goes, 
So where are you going to watch the game on Monday? And I looked at him. I said, Monday? There's yeah. no playoff game on, a Monday. Playoff game on Monday. <laughs> and then he points at this big-ass screen at Circa where all the bets and everything, where all the lines, and then he goes, look at the bottom. And I looked at the bottom, and I saw, damn, the Eagles go to the Bucks on a Monday, a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Man, this game is something else. And you know why? Because I have the Bucks beating the Eagles, sending them home back to Philadelphia early. Yeah, I will agree with you if I didn't watch the games and knowing that um, Baker Mayfield is hurt. <laughs> so Baker Mayfield is hurt. Simple as that. That's why they could put up any points at the end of the week. They, they only put up nine points versus the lowly Panthers. What the hell makes you think they're going to do anything against Philadelphia Eagles? The Eagles got lucky with this with this pick because, honestly, if you think about it, if they were the number two seed and were going against Green Bay, I think Green Bay would have beat them. Yeah, absolutely. They, they like the Philadelphia got lucky. Look, I, I wish, I wish AC was in here to talk about it. I feel like Philadelphia's going to beat them pretty bad. Look, <laughs> I, I, I just think what oh, I've also, seen also out of too, Philadelphia. Sorry, sorry. One last thing. Sorry, sorry. Not to cut you off. I want to finish that. They got lucky. Two things that they were the number two seed and, and somehow struggled to get that Dallas maybe falter or whatever and got that two seed. Green Bay beats them since in home at home. I feel like Green Bay would be, would have beat them because the way how piss poor they've been playing. Also. We just saw this. The Saints are a better team than the Buccaneers, especially right now, the way how with, with Baker Mayfield being hurt. So if, if the Bucs just lose, if the Panthers showed up, showed any pride, because who can't get more than nine points? All the Panthers have to do is score 10. And now the, the, the Saints are sitting right there, and the Saints would have beaten the, the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. But no, no, nah, no. Nah. You got Tampa Bay. You lucked out and got Tampa Bay. It could look, not have lined up better for the Eagles, man. Eagles are going to beat them badly. Look, here's why I'm going with the Bucks. All right. Because what I've seen out the Bucks over five weeks mm-hmm. is way more than I've seen from the Philadelphia Eagles. Trust me, what I've seen over the Eagles in five weeks, and literally actually more than five weeks, if you really go to the last like six, two, six weeks. two months. About six weeks, man. I, I, I'm jumping off Philadelphia shit. They were 10 and, and I one. picked the Yes. <laughs> Dude, there's, there, I cannot pick them to win this game. And I know they're the better, the better team. I know they should beat the Bucs. It, it should happen. But do you feel confident picking it? Yeah, I'll put money on it. No, man. So I'm going to put you down for the Eagles. I'm going to take the Bucks in an upset. Just Is it an upset? Of, they're the it, division winner and they're at home. Uh, Yeah, but the Eagles are supposed to be the better team, right? I didn't even look at the line on it, so I don't know. Yeah, so I, I mean, hold on. I think I have the picture of the line at Circa because I took a picture uh, of it. That's and I sent old. It to that thing, that crap changes. Uh, so uh, let's just take a look. Let's see if I have it in here somewhere. I had just snapshotted that. <clears throat> okay. Oh, I cut the bottom off. Uh, Eagles are favorite, two and a half. On the road. I'm just saying, man. On the road. Yeah. Eagles winning that I, game. I, look, I, I want to see the Eagles move on, but I just don't like what I've seen for all this time say so really I, haven't I, and eagles couldn't have had to go any better for them like i'm saying like they they struggle they're gonna look at it like okay hard reset i didn't know what they're gonna do they're gonna have a hard reset and said you know we falter towards the end we stumble and, let's pick it back up and know? let me tell you this and i think it's better for the nfl you trust baker mayfield come on man. but that that's what i mean then baker 
comes out and then completely balls out when he's not supposed to ball out. Yeah, he didn't do it last week, man. He's hurt. He's and hurt. There you he's go. Struck. Yeah. So then, then that's what I told you. He has that those that one bad game. Then he'll have a really good game. Then he'll have a bad game. This is different, it's, bro. It's so I don't know. I'm just just because different. I don't like what the Eagles have showed me in the last two months. Now for the NFL, for the story. Yes, the Eagles moving on is the much better story. Yeah. And they'll probably put up a better game than the Bucks would in week in the following, you know, week. But I just don't trust the Eagles right now. Yep. All right, cool. So we got those done. NFL. Man, what a great season. Let's move on to the NBA. No, 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 no. What? Not yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. What happened? How dare you not put your Super Bowl picks in now? <laughs> so it's we can't. No, 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 no. So you don't go back. We, did. we yeah, should pick you. them right now so we don't go back and be like, oh, I said that. No, no, no. no it's no. on tape. It's easy, no, bro. No, no, no. So I think we both are going to have the same teams in the Super Bowl. But we're going to probably pick different winners, maybe, you think? Uh, yeah, but it's better to just put it on tape now so we could always turn around and point at people and say, I told you so. All right, you go. You first. <laughs> I have the two one seeds facing each other. I got the 49ers and the Ravens. Yep. In Vegas. And I'm gonna t- and I'm gonna take the Ravens hosting up the Lombardi in Las Vegas. Yep. I got the Harbaugh's both having ch- um championships owning the and the football world as uh because last time they couldn't do that. Last time yep. they both were in the championship game, they went against each other against in the Super Bowl, other, and only one could win. And it was a good game, too. So um, I feel like now this is the one way they could do that and both win it the same year. They both won conference championships in the same year. Let's do it again. Let's both get championship points in the same year. I feel like they're a team of destiny. That's actually another reason why Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, I'm sorry, may take the Washington job because these guys could be neighbors. They'll be like only 40 miles away from each other, uh, you know, down the line. But we'll, we'll get to, we'll talk about that when the season's over. We'll get more into the Harbaugh conversation. But I wanted but, to make yeah. sure we had him on, on tape. We made our we both, pick. We're both picking the Ravens. We're both picking the Ravens to win yeah. it all. Against the We Niners. picked our Super Bowl. Yeah. It is an already written down. So when you listen back, we said it here. We should go First, before that. We, we should actually say, we should say the conference championship and then the Super Bowl. So obviously we have the the Niners and the Ravens moving on, but who do we have the Ravens and the Niners beating to get there? So I actually have Buffalo and the Ravens mm. in the AFC Championship game, and then in the NFC. I want to see the annoying Dallas Cowboy fan base get crushed by <laughs> they, the 49ers. They, they will be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we know they're going to be there. So, hey, Cowboy fans, uh, congratulations. You're going to make the NFC Championship game, but you're going to mm-hmm. get sent home. I don't think they're going to get crushed. I think the, the Cowboys will be there, and they, they will get beat. If everyone in the Niners stay healthy, <laughs> I feel like they'll get beat. It, it'll, it, it won't be like a last-minute drive, but they're going to get beat probably by, like like I said before, by four or six points. It's going to be a really good game. Now, Dak's going to get some turnovers again. That, that turnover thing that he seems to run into every now and again, it will rear his ugly head in that game. It'll be the so, Niners' defense will be the difference in that NFC Championship game. Real quick, that, what I would want to bring up. Yeah. So we... We have the Ravens, 49ers, Ravens hosting up the Lombardi. But if for some reason the Cowboys were to beat the 49ers and oh, get to the Super Bowl. Oh, are we doing this? Come on. No, man. no, no, no. You, right. I wouldn't want them to go up against the Ravens. I'd actually like to see. I know. I would like to see. And that's why I was trying to get to this. 
a Buffalo Bills and Cowboys type Super Bowl. Well, you didn't let me pick my AFC matchup yet. So oh, well, go right ahead. Pick up. Yeah, because you still got Buffalo in the mind. I'm like, no, I got the Browns. I got the Browns beginning to the AFC Championship game to go up against okay. the against the, the Rain. Yeah, you did so you say that the, weeks ago. Yeah, you that's said that weeks ago. Matchup, and I feel like that's the only team that could beat the Ravens. Period. I don't feel like any other team in the NFL right now could beat the Ravens. No other team knows them better. Yes, the uh, uh, Niners got a chance to face them earlier. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I take everything back I said because I did say this earlier this season. My bad. I said this on air when it came to the pre-Super Bowl championship game remember when it was the Ravens versus Niners I said whoever wins that game will lose to that same team in the Super Bowl and I predicted and remember you chose the Niners to win that game I said nope the Ravens are gonna win and and I was right the Ravens won which means I'm gonna fast forward it my prediction still remains the same I have the Niners beating the Ravens in the Super Bowl yeah so I'm you had I, the opposite I had yep. the opposite I have the Niners beating the Ravens in the Super Bowl however I also said that same week just about a couple of weeks ago I also said there's one team y'all should be looking out for. I think AC was on the air with us as well. Yes. I said the, the Browns. Browns can and might beat the Ravens. And if they do so, they're going to beat whoever comes out of the NFC, whether it's Dallas or or the Niners. And it'll be even better for the Browns if it is Dallas. So when you say you would like to see Dallas versus Buffalo, I say I would like to see the Browns versus Dallas because how sweet would it be for the Dallas Cowboys fans in their mind? We won. We said we're gonna go to Super Bowl. We're gonna win. They're gonna be feeling sky high. And if you're anyone who enjoys watching Stephen A. Smith hate on the Cowboys, if you're not a Cowboys fan, you people you don't like the Cowboys fans, like I can't stand those damn fans. Nothing will be greater in the world of people who hate Cowboys fans for them to finally overcome and beat the Niners to go to the Super Bowl and not have to face the Ravens, but to face the Browns who don't have their starting quarterback, who don't have their starting running back. But go out there on the strength of Miles Garrett and the Browns, whoever won since, what, 65? And beat... Yeah, it is 65. Oh, my God. You, What better story will there be in the NFL? How great would that Monday morning be on first take? The ratings will be sky high how he's going to prance around and the browns and that wake up jim brown who died not too long ago who brought them their final <laughs> championship and he can sit there and he can turn over in his grave in a positive way and the browns beat the cowboys in the super bowl bro i'm smoking a stogie and a blunt i'm telling you what i know that will be amazing because i believe the browns may not beat the diners they will beat the cowboys and that will be amazing 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 so if the if the ravens move on and they face the niners like we all say they will you have the ravens i have the niners if the browns move on and somehow the 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 the, the only way the the cowboys can beat the niners is they have injuries again and like how philly got in last time the nfc east team only way if if they get in, if debo goes down not wishing it on them purdy goes down if these guys get hurt again the cowboys move it on and they face the yeah, Browns. Actually, the Cowboys move on and face the Browns, or because only team, only team the Cowboys can beat that will that most likely will move, move on. Like you said, the Buffalo Bills. Cowboys will beat the Buffalo Bills. It's gonna be just like all over again when they're beating them back in the nineties. They're gonna beat them again. So it will have to be the Browns. It have to be someone from the a a AFC North will beat will beat the Cowboys. So we gotta wait and see. It's gonna be very interesting. Be very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Absolutely. So, NBA action in the NBA. Now, we had some things that occurred. We 
can talk about the Lakers. Now, they were kind of stumbling, but they're kind of picking it back up again. But people don't really believe in them right now. Um, but to me, the bigger story is, is in the East. There's two teams in the East I want to focus my eye on. I'm going to hone in. We had a big trade, big trade to me, because I like when role players get traded. I don't like blockbuster trades. They always seems to be imbalanced, and teams who usually get them don't win, except for the Lakers. They went ahead and got Anthony Davis, big haul, but I knew they are going to win. Two years later, they did so. Talk about the Knicks getting OG, Ananobi, and then sending R.J. Barrett back home. We did talk about it, but since then, the Knicks are undefeated. It worked out for both organizations, but not really, because the Raptors right now aren't trying to win, but the Knicks are, and it just fits them perfectly right now. Their defense is the best in the league since that trade. And not just the best. The best by far. Their net rating is ridiculous. These guys are 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 right now since the trade are getting beating people by twenty five points more. The differential is twenty five points more in their favor. These guys could be one of the best defensive teams since the Detroit Pistons, who beat my Lakers back in two thousand four. They're on that kind of trajectory. So they're on they're a team right now with no big superstars. Remember Detroit on 04? What big superstars do they have? They have Billups. This team has Brunson. I can I can totally see that right now the Knicks are looking scary. The Pacers are the best offensive team right above them in the fourth seed. The Knicks are the best defensive team, and these guys are both hot. We always talk about this, the Bucks and the Sixers. Nah, right now, the two teams to me that are better than the Bucks, as the Pacers have already proved it, they beat them three out of four times so far this season. The Pacers are better than the Bucks, people, because we all talk about the Bucks in a second. And the Knicks, to me, are also better than the Bucks right now. The only team in those two teams' way are the Celtics. We don't know what's happening with the 76ers. If they do the trade for Pascal Siakam, we have to wait and see. As it sits right now, that's what makes me think the 76ers have to do something. The Bucks have no more cards to play. They're stuck with who they got: rookie head coach and a point guard who can't defend. They went from being the fourth best defensive team last year to the 24th. I, I am looking right now. They, they are the number two seed, but by far now, there's only they're four games behind the Celtics. And guess who the Celtics? That, that that's that's what happened. Their point guard Drew Holiday went to the Celtics. They're the best team. I, I'm telling you guys what I know. I'm telling you what I know. I said this was going to happen. I didn't think the Bucks would be the second team. I didn't think they'll be there only because the 76ers are trying to figure it out, and there are other teams on the on the on the incline, and there's other teams with injuries. Are the Bucks even there in the second seed? I I feel like the Bucks may finish the season as the second seed narrowly, but the Celtics are going to keep pulling further and further away, showing that they are the class of the division. What one thing did they change? They changed two things actually. They added Porzingis and got rid of Robert Williams. They added Drew Holiday, and got rid of Marcus Smart. Huge upgrades, and they still have Derek White and other players. I'm telling you, that trade hurt the Bucks way more. They they wanted the flash and Dame. That type of play is going to kill them. They might be gone in the first round of the playoffs again this season. No matter who they go up against, whether it's the Pacers, Knicks, or Heat. Heat's been, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I know. That's what I'm looking at. The Eastern Conference right now is very, very interesting. What do you have to say about anything? I don't know if you've been watching too much, Tony. So, right now, the Celtics number one by far, four games ahead of the Bucks. 76ers are right there. Pacers are eating up on them a game and a half. The Knicks also, they're all tied. That's actually one other thing I want to talk about. The Pacers, Knicks, Cavs all have the same record. They all have the same in a loss column. They have a half mm -hmm. game. And then you have the Heat right there, the Magic right there, right there, all within one loss of each other. From fourth all the way down to the eighth seed. It's just, they're people talk about the Western Conference. 
Eastern Conference to me is far more interesting. When you see the way these are shaking out, and the Cavaliers still have Garland hurt, they have Garland and Mobley hurt, so it's just a lot going on. These guys will be back in the next couple of weeks, so it's a lot going on in Eastern Conference. When you see how it all shakes out, what do you think, Tony? Look, first I'll start off with the Knicks as far as the trade. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're playing. They're they're playing great. The trade's working out for them. But this trade's working out. It's going to work out for both teams. We said that. Uh, and I thought for RJ, it was the best thing for him to move on from New York. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the Knicks, look, they're in fifth place right now. They're 22 and 15. They're tied with the Pacers. They're one behind the 76ers. And then you have the Bucks at the two seed, Celtics at the one, right? Now, as we move into, before I go to the Celtics and the Bucks, I'm going to get as far as RJ Barrett. And I told you it was going to be the best thing for him. Yeah. Have you seen his stats? Oh, yeah. I wish I had dude, him on my fantasy team right now. Uh, dude, 37 points against Golden State. Yeah. 23 against the Lakers. And it's not just the 23 points. He had 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Yep. Against Golden State, he put up 37. Yeah. And look look at the field goal. Pro- 13 for 20. Yeah. With 6 <laughs> rebounds and 6 assists. I told you, him getting <laughs> traded from New York was the best thing. You know why? Yeah. And I'm going to and you're going to say system. I'm super no, no, no forget the system. No, 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 okay. no. You're, you're, it's just going to be something you're, you're going to laugh right now. Julius Randle effect. Exactly. Yep. Something about two left-handed players yeah. with the ball in their hand. Well, three. Brunson's so, also left-handed. Exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. you have Brunson. It just looks so odd and awkward, and it just kind of throws the offense off that one of the three just needs to say, but I he was need the to third get out fiddle. of here. He was the third fiddle. Exactly. Now he's, 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 he's actually... I don't know. He might be number one over Pascal and Siakam then, right now. And then just and against the Clippers, he just went for 24, 5, and 4 by going 10 for 16 from the field. Yeah. So for R.J. Barrett, man, I'm good for him. And, and, that's, like and, I that's, and that's on the second night of a back-to-back against, exactly. one, of the, against one of the hottest teams in the league. And, and not just hottest team, <laughs> defensively. Yeah, good defensive with team. With Mr. Kawhi Leonard in his new contract. And Paul George. And Paul George, Mr. I'm going to lock you and, up. And Russ is playing great and defense. Ex- just- and he put 24 <laughs> points on him. Now, yeah, now, now on bad teams, <laughs> now on bad teams, players have to score still, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be the best thing for him. He's going to go ahead and rebuild his career. He's going to go get the bag and then become a third fiddle on a championship contender five years from now. I don't know. I mean, oh, you, you're going way down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going way down. But that's why I said it was so important for him to get out of New York, go and ahead go and build home. himself up, go, go home, home. Yeah, go get the huge. bag, be the man, yeah, and then yeah. he can move on, right? Yeah, he's going to get the bag too. Yeah, he's coming up really soon. It, oh, it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so oh. that for him, I'm very I'm happy. I'm very because, happy, yeah. Because we talked about him not too long ago where yeah. like, look, when he came out of Duke, we saw the game. Yeah. Not superstar. We knew it was not I, we, like, we, we knew the Knicks weren't a good fit for him before Brunson got there, before it, Josh Hart. Yes. They, they got a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm, he listen. might not be the man on a decent team. The he Knicks. might be the man on a sorry team. But guess what? Now on a contender, after he got paid his bag and he's Bro. made his money, made some all-star games, now he could go be on a contender and be the third fiddle and then get some rings. I gotta look so, into this. I want to see when my Lakers face the Knicks in New York. And it, uh, oh my God, are you kidding me? On my birthday, oh my God, I ain't gonna. Hey, make we it. might have to go to Vegas and go watch it there. Well, I'll be at in Vegas. Circa. I'll be in Vegas. That's what I'm that saying. I'm, I, hey man, I'm, I'm going out there. We're gonna have to watch it at Circa. All right, you're I'm gonna, gonna have to get that couch. My birthday, I appreciate you, man. So yeah, I, we gotta I, do that. I will be in Vegas on my birthday. I'm heading out 
um, the day before on the second, and I'll be there all day. Oh, Saturday, wait, the second so. lands on the weekend. The second is Friday, and then Saturday is uh, is is my birthday, February third. Oh, okay, I might have to start uh, looking at that. So yeah. That's interesting. Lakers never play on a Saturday, so that's so. I, I mean, it's, it's before Super Bowl, but that's really weird. So uh, yeah, because that, that whole weekend there's no football. Yeah, yeah. So okay, and then to my last point, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Boston Celtics. Time it is, it's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday, so let's go. Blue Ivy Carter turns 12 this week, Lamar Jackson turns 27, Nicholas Cage turns 60, and Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, turns 53. Aloe Black, he's a classic man. Oh, what, what's your oh, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Aloe Black turns 45 this week. Um, Cynthia Barrivo, she turns 37, Ray Mysterio Sr. turns 66. King Jong-un turns 42 this week, and Tommy the Clown turns 55. Deshae Frost, funny man Deshae Frost from those skits, he turns 23 this week, and rapper Tusi turns 24. Kate Middleton turns 42, and Sean Paul, Sean DePaul, he turns 51. J.K. Simmons turns 69 this week, and Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson turns 46. A.J. McLean, he's from the Backstreet Boys. A.J. McLean turns 46 this week. Dave Matthews turns 57. Amari Hardwick, that's Ghost. Amari Hardwick turns 50 this week. Muggsy Bowes, NBA Hall of Famer. Muggsy Bowes turns 59. Andrea Swift, that's Taylor Swift's mama. She turns 66. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rod Stewart turns 79 this week. George Foreman turns 75. And Tamina Snooker. She turned that's that's Jimmy Snooker's daughter. She turns 46. Cody Simpson turns 27 this week. Mary J. Blige turns 53. Sharif O'Neal, the youngest son of Shaquille O'Neal. I'm sorry, not the youngest son, but one of the sons of Shaquille O'Neal turns 24. Lil Twist, he's from Young Money, the rapper. He turns 31 this week. And Jeff Bezos turns 60. Issa Rae turns 39 this week, and Howard Stern turns 70. Rob Zombie turns 59, and Rachel Harris, she turns 56. Zaytoven turns 44. He is the hit producer. Patrick Dempsey turns 58. Liam Hemsworth turns 34 this week, and Orlando Bloom turns 47. Lori Harvey, Lori Harvey turns 27 this week, and Shonda Rhimes turns 54. Julia Lewis Dreyfus, she turns 63 this week. And finally, 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 Michael Pena turns 48. But we have just one more. My sweet brother, Numsey, Anthony Cobbs, AC from AC Sports Live, turns 50 this week. We have a ton of some honorable mentions. Dustin Hoffman passed away in 2021, would have been 57 this week. David Bowie passed away 2016, would have been 77 this week. Stephen Hawking passed away 2018, would have been 82 this week. Steve Harrell from Smash Mouth passed away just last year, would have been 57 this week. Naomi Judd passed away. I, I'm sorry, I didn't document it. I apologize. She's passed away. She would have been 78 this week. 
Naya Rivera passed away in 2020, would have been 37 this week. Elvis Presley, the king, passed away in 1977, would have been 89 this week. Kirstie Alley passed away in 2022, would have been 73 this week. Christopher Boykin, that's big from Robin Big, passed away in 2017, would have been 52 this week. Smoking Joe Frazier passed away in 2011, would have been 80 this week. Richard Nixon, Tricky Dick's what they called him, passed away in 1994, would have been 110 this week. And finally, my cousin, Jamal Freeman, who was killed a year ago, would have been 36 this week. But that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to the show. Now, with the Celtics, I've been kind of, you know, since the beginning of the year, you were on the Celtics, I was on the Bucks, and you made some very, very good points, and I listen. I'm not stubborn. I'm not the Skip Baylesses of the world that just don't listen to their counterpart. And you made a point about the uh, holiday going to the Celtics, and it was going to hurt the Bucks. So now I'm kind of like, looking at this fence that has the Celtics on the other side and I'm hovering over and looking at it. Doesn't mean I'm jumping to your side, but your points are being very, very validated as they're playing these games and Boston is starting to get a bigger lead as every week we come on and we talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at the standings, Mm -hmm. what were they last week? And look at them now. Mm -hmm. Last week, they were only two back. Now they're yeah two ahead. Well, yeah, the Bucks are Uh two back. Mm -hmm. Now they're four back, Mm -hmm. and Boston is just slowly chugging away. Now I still think that it's going to be Boston and then the Bucks, but man, I'm starting to hover over that fence, and you're probably going to be right. But I still can't go over. I still got to give Giannis his, his his due as a champion. And being the best player in the NBA or top three, however you want to argue that. Um, can Dame be Dame in the playoffs? And that's what I'm banking on. But your your prediction on the Celtics is spot on so far. Dame has only advanced in the playoffs one time. And it's what he's become infamous for. The way the bye-bye to OKC Thunder. He, he blew up. Paul George and Westbrook. They both went different places. Paul George went to the Clippers and Westbrook went to the Rockets. And Dame did that. It was huge. It was awesome. But a player like him can't get you over the top. Now, it is a good marriage in a sense where um, it makes the game a little bit easier for Giannis. And Giannis has a, a running mate because it, it's it's Middleton who's felt falling off. And you have yes. Dame. But the difference is Middleton can play defense. And Middleton, when he was healthy, was helping you. So Bringing Drew Holiday in, it was a perfect storm. Middleton was still healthy, and Drew Holiday was holding it down in the point guard spot. But point I was making. Now, this is the thing. When they first traded Drew away, I said it's wrong. Now, yes, I'm a homer, UCLA, and everything like that. But I knew that Drew was the key of why they won. When they added him, they won a championship the same season. That's not my happenstance. And for you to sell your souls, I say in the Dame Devil, not saying Dame's the devil, but selling your souls 
and, and, and going after the flashy thing just because you lost. They have to be patient and see why they lost. Drew was not the reason why they lost. Yes, Jimmy Butler was hunting him. Jimmy Butler, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, Drew Holiday, 6'4". I don't care how good defensively he is. When he starts playing that grown man ball, Jimmy, backing you down, there's nothing he could do. Hey, Jimmy's so, Jimmy. You got yeah, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. He's gonna he's right. gonna do that to almost anyone. Right. And you you think you think if he did that to Drew, he can't do that to Dame? Hello. <laughs> like, what are we talking yeah. about? So, uh, to me, the issue, the reason why they lost last year, it had nothing to do with Drew. It was Middleton coming off an injury and and Giannis getting hurt in that same series, game one. That was the issue. I figured bring it back, retool the pieces around you guys, but keep the Middleton, Drew, and Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Portis together. They still had a chance to be the best team because the Celtics are still figuring out. They got they added Porzingis. To me, it wasn't enough because I figured they were hurting themselves defensively to some degree, right? But then by letting go of Drew and allowing the Celtics to take Drew, you killed yourself. I know why they took Dame. They're like, ooh, if Miami gets Dame and Miami just beat us, we're screwed. Let's play a chess move. But they didn't factor in. They, If anything, they should have found a way to move Middleton. If they could have kept Drew and yeah. got Dame, okay, I'm still good with that. Because Dame is a better closer than Middleton, and Drew's still going to he gonna blanket and cover up any blemishes <coughs> Excuse me, that Dame has. <coughs> excuse me. That Dame has on the perimeter. Can't get too excited. Yeah, look, I agree with you. So far, everything we've said from the beginning, it's spot on on that on that yeah. trade. It's been spot on. Now, look, as far as the Bucks, right? If they continue falling back from the Celtics, yeah. they're gonna fall into where the 76ers, the Pacers, because like, look, I, I was just, I'm looking at the standings right now, yeah. and this reminds me of the AFC in football. Where you have the one dominant team, which is the Ravens, you go with the one seed, you have the Celtics, or if the Bucks start falling behind. But then from that two to the eight seed, the separation is only a couple games. You know, you're going to have like a pack between the Knicks, you're going to have the Bucks, the 76ers, the Pacers, the Knicks, and the Cavaliers. And then you always got to give the Heat their credit. Heat, exactly. So you're going to have five, six teams all packed in where one or two losses is going to differentiate to the to where you might even fall out of the play. I agree, man. And I, I look at that whole scenario, and it just makes me really excited to watch NBA playoff basketball. Yeah, so, I mean, credit to the Celtics. They they saw that great move, um, great pickup. As far as for the Bucks, I'm still going to stick with them because it was my pick. Unless it starts getting ugly, then I might just have to jump off of them. And Boston's train looks mighty nice. But the fact that I'm a Laker fan, no. <laughs> I could be. A, that's the thing. We're both Laker fans. I'm probably more diehard than you, to be honest with you. I don't know. We'll see. Um, oh, no, and, because and, I'm I'm quick to call call out the Lakers on their bullshit. I am, too. We get into them. We'll get into them in a little bit. But at the end of the day, and I know I'm on Lakers Twitter all the time and they hate that I give the Celtics so much love, but I call it like I see it. Soon as they got Drew Holiday, I said they're winning it. <laughs> I said they're, they got Porzingis. I said, I said there's no and Derek White is hooping. I said there's no way they lose. I said the only way they may lose because of their coach. Yeah, yeah. That's but we'll really see. It. Hey, hey, that's why they still have to play the games in. And, and, and it's hard to repeat in this league. I don't see Denver doing it, dude. We're not even halfway through the season yet. Yeah, we're not. Even, we're cover. not even at the forty game mark. <clears throat> no, it's a lot to cover. 
A lot to cover. We're almost there, though, because I believe uh, the Celtics have 37 games, so we're right there. We are a week away from being halfway through the season. So um, let's go to it. So that's interesting. Going to the West, <clears throat> I said this was going to happen. I said this was going to happen. The Timberwolves still looking great. Don't get me wrong. They're looking great. They're still on top of the West. They've been on top of the West literally the entire season. Like, like after the second week of the season, they were right there, or third week. And, and the Nuggets were there for two seconds. That was that. Timberwolves are still there, but narrowly. They're only a half game above the Nuggets right now. The Nuggets are pulling together. The Thunder is still there, which lets me believe the Timberwolves and the, and the Thunder will be top four teams, both of them. I, I mean, I don't know. Clippers might get in there, but no matter what, the Timberwolves and Thunder will be top six teams. Um, the Kings may fall out a little bit. As we look at the rest of the Western Conference, the Rockets are still solid. The Rockets will make the play-in tournament. The Rockets will make, and which to me is awesome. So they'll make the play-in tournament to me no matter what. Lakers are right there with them. They have almost identical um, records. They're both 500 teams. <clears throat> um the Warriors, to me, are in trouble. The Grizzlies are officially out of it when they lost Ja. The Jazz are playing very well. They're one of the hottest teams in the West right now. But they're just having a moment. In my opinion, Clarkson's having a moment. And once Clarkson comes back down to earth, so will the rest of the Jazz. Uh, and to me, the Jazz won't be. So I'm looking at the whole thing. Let, let's go over this real quick. <clears throat> Top to bottom. We're going to go We're gonna go one to, we're going to go through the whole thing. Probably one to 13. Right? That's how the West kind of rocks. So we have the Timberwolves. The Thunder. The Nuggets, the Clippers, fourth, Kings at fifth, Pelicans at sixth. That's your that's your playoff teams as of right now. The playoff started today. Those are your playoff teams. And all those teams are really hot. Everybody, everyone's playing above 500 ball. Only the Timberwolves are five and five in their last 10. <clears throat> then you have the Mavericks who falling out, like I said they would. The Suns moved up a little bit, eighth. Lakers at ninth, and then the Rockets at 10. These right now are your playing teams from seven to 10. As of right now, the Jazz are a game out of it. The Warriors are a game and a half out. The Grizzlies are officially about to be done, even though they've won three straight games. No job. Yeah, they're done. They're, they're done. done. <laughs> Which I called it. I told you this. I said they already had too many injuries. And it, I wasn't even worried about job getting injured. I was worried about anyone. If you lost Desert Bain, anyone gets hurt, they had they had zero margin of error. So I said, told you and, and AC, you guys going to start listening to me. Uh, not that I knew Jaws would get hurt, but I said they had zero margin of error. Great coach, too many injuries. They're, they're, they were they were starting too far down with losing those so many games early in the season. It was too much of a hill to climb. The West is too good. But on that jaw point, real quick, before you move on from him, because I know yeah, I was, was going to move on. I was going to finish uh, my soliloquy, but go ahead. But on that jaw point, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> did he not come back playing like, like a house on fire? Yeah. Didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And if it wasn't for that injury. That guy was going to try to figure out a way how to get him into the play-in. Now, would he have done it? Probably not. But, man, to watch him play that way, it's exciting. Now, for Jaw, this is probably going to be the best thing for him. I'm going to tell you why. Comes back super healthy next year. Not only does he come back healthy next year. They get a good draft pick. Yes. Now you can <clears throat> pair him up with another young, solid player. Whole solid player. Yeah. And you never know if you hit on the right player watch out in a couple years from now they're right back at it if they're smart they will get some sort of euro player they need a, they, they could get a solid big to pair with jared jackson jr because mm -hmm. adams has been hurt the last two years and yeah, it may not get that much better yeah. well even if you don't move on say you get a, a night because you, you don't have like okay <laughs> they'll have enough picks where they could get a decent draft pick maybe a lottery pick 
actually not maybe they'll probably get a lottery pick someone in the top eight nine ten and then later on probably in the same first round could get a first round kid to get a big man and if you can get a decent big man and still have Adams come back, so you have Adams, Jaron Jackson, and this really young big man, because because Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Bain are all still young, so you get you a, a good young big man who knows what you can turn out to be, and you never know. You don't know what's happened with Wiseman. I'm not done with Wiseman just yet. And, and mm-hmm. Detroit has a plethora of big men, and they're done with Wiseman. They don't play yep. him at all. They play him Bagley the third over him, who's backup to their to their rookie. Uh, um, Dur- Durant. So, is Grizzlies? Yeah. Not right now, but Later. The, the West is just scary. And which leads me to the next team, the team right above them. The Warriors are done. Draymond is back, yes, but Kerr has not yet figured out how to use his young players, which goes back to Wiseman. The, the, that draft pick, and, and and I forgot the name of the GM who was there, who's no longer there. Um, who's on ESPN all the time on Countdown? I forgot. Oh, his he name. just. Marks. I think not. Marks. Yeah, I, uh, I think he just took. I, I I just blanked out on his name. I think <coughs> he just took too. a job with Commanders. Bob Myers. He, he, Bob Myers. He, he went to NFL. Yeah. Yes, I think as a consultant or something like that. I'm. Oh, I'm not sure if scary. I'm right. I thought I just saw that, but then again, hydration situation in Vegas. Right. So, we'll, we'll, we'll we have. We're so gonna have to look that up. That. We have so much time to revisit. We're only halfway through the NBA season. But my point is, Bob Myers had the right idea. They had a bad year. Steph got hurt. He said, let's go ahead and do something we haven't had. We've had everything. We didn't have, like, Kevin Looney is serviceable. He's going to play his role. But imagine having emerging young players. You had Wiseman. You had Kaminga. You had Moody. And at the time, you still had Poole. They're like, we can actually, that's the best way. That's the best formula to keep that that window open for you. You had a balance of Hall of Fame players and, and the Splash Brothers and Draymond. And then you had this youth, good youthful players in Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, who was a second overall pick. And now you just let him go by the way because Kerr didn't do his job in developing them. Because remember, Kerr didn't develop these guys. That was Jackson. That was Absolutely. Jackson. Absolutely. So, so Kerr, it's a, so he got a lot of praise because he picked up the pieces. And now I'm, not, I'm giving him credit. But he doesn't know. He like Phil Jackson doesn't develop players. He he, he needs he needed a ready-made product. I mean, he, he, like he came in at at, at, at the post, the precipice time for the Bulls for Michael Jordan. Came in for the precipice time for Kobe Bryant and Lakers. He, he don't develop anybody either. So I'm not yep. crapping on Kerr. I'm just letting you know he's not the right coach for this job anymore. Yeah, it's time this, to move on. It's time like, to move on from Kerr. It really no, is. From, from pretty much other than other than Curry, you got to move on from everyone. And you just let Curry Damn. go ahead, and and it's just it is what it is. That, now, real no, quick, I, w- I wouldn't do that. I, now, I, I, I real quick on that. Uh, on uh, Bob playing, Myers. Bro. Real quick on Myers, I was yeah. right. He did take a job with the Washington Commanders. Wow, that's yeah, a situation and messed you up too bad. Good job. Exactly. I didn't but know see, that one. So, like, look, if you see Golden State, what do you, what are you going to do? How can you rebuild uh-huh. by trade by trading away the other assets you have to try to get? Mm-hmm. Because okay. Curry is what, 36? He's up there. Okay. How many more years of elite ball are you going to get from? Or how's this? Let me rephrase that. At least how, many years. More, how, how many more years of a championship window does Curry have? Not the oh, team. No, no. It's, it's slammed shut. He has to go yeah, join a okay. team. Not, not there. It's done. Exactly. So now, as the Warriors, <clears throat> what do you do? Do you start trading pieces away to try to give him another window? 
a one year winter like they tried to do with, with the Chris Paul trade, which I said from the beginning was going to be a disaster. That guy's always hurt anyway. Hurt again. He's gone for another what six weeks? A, a, a two months or something like that. Six to so, eight weeks. Yeah. So now you got to go. Your goal to say you have to go look at yourself in the mirror, and you oh, did I'm all. Sorry, your not to cut you off. And and Bob Myers didn't make that move. <laughs> you see, <laughs> that yeah. move for you for Chris Paul that was a uh, Dunleavy. Exactly. So, so now you you got to look at yourself in the mirror, and you have to either rebuild, and then you give you give Curry his big contract, and you let him retire, just like what the Lakers did with Kobe Bryant, or do they have the balls to trade him away? That's really the question with Golden State. You know do what? You, I'm sorry. Do, do you move him? Do you move and you rebuild, or do you do what the Lakers did and you allow? Your your end all be all, not ever wear another jersey again. Yeah, and he retires in yours, but you understand it's going to be a couple of rough years. <clears throat> well, to answer that question, that that decision is not up to them in, in regards of Steph staying or not. Um, it's up to him, and it won't be just for money. It'd be up to him because he could be their favorite son, and unless they trade him away, and then they have to do it kind of like they they might play it like Dame. You have to request it. We're not going to yes. do that. We're not going to do that. You're not going to get us crucified. You're going to have to request it. I don't see Steph doing that. Because the difference with Damon Steph, Steph's already won. He cemented a legacy. Damon's done jack crap. And I kept telling people, people hate him. I'm going back to Damon again. I said, what has he done besides winning Rookie of the Year? So he hasn't done anything. He hasn't even won All-Star MVP yet. He hasn't done Mike, anything in Mike, his lead to, to leave, get all this praise. Leave Dame alone because no. if he was on the Lakers right now, you'd be so over the moon over it. Only one reason, because he's a Laker killer. And he, and, and, he, no. and he fits perfectly with LeBron. Stop and hating defense, on Dame. Play, no, it's not hating on Dame. <laughs> the Lakers don't I, play defense, period. That's what I'm saying. He fits perfectly with LeBron. I said, yeah, bring, go ahead, bring Dame here. Like, Lakers will be better. Who would you rather have, Dame or D'Lo? I love D'Lo, and I'm a D'Lo fan. I said, I'd rather have Dame okay. than D'Lo. So what are this, we talking this is about? Hy this is hypothetical, hypothetical. This is as Laker fans, what we do. Who would you rather have, Dame? Or would you have D'Lo, Austin Reeves, and Hachimura? Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, hey, hypothetical. This is just about, a you hypothetical. You're talking about losing all those Lakers for Dame? Yep. Well, no. who would you rather have? Wait. I'd rather have those three players you named over Dame. And do you see how bad we look? <laughs> you lose those three and, people, and people on Lakers Twitter is mad at me. You're talking about depth. I said depth is what's keeping us halfway in it. I said it's our coach screwing us. I said without the depth, you got players hurt all of, all over the time. And and without the depth, we can't make it to the playoffs. That's the part people forget because LeBron's going to take a sabbatical before before you know it, and AD's going to have a rogue injury before you know it. So you know, like like, like we're lucky, dude. The depth is like that, that's the reason why Denver and all these other teams like like Miami is evenly balanced in talent. That's why Miami's still in it. Now obviously they have a great coach who they just extended to crazy high money and they gave him that money after his divorce was final. That was awesome. That was by, smart. By, that was so awesome. That's that's okay. that's such a uh well, anyways, my point is is that people want to shit on death. But look at Phil, look at Phoenix. They they have yet to have one of their stars. So you're putting so much on you try to go with a three-headed monster. Lakers have shown it didn't work. It doesn't work with a three-headed monster. It only worked two times in history. And that was with Boston and Miami. And those situations, Boston uh, was no. the... No, 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 no. 
No, no, no. Because those Laker teams back back in the two thousands no. with no, Shaq no, and Kobe no, 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 did no. have a, a no, they, they had not. a fading All Star. No, 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 fit, no, no, no. They did not. No, they the did not. Monster. Shaq and Kobe. No. Shaq and Kobe. What about Rice? Rice? Glenn Rice. You, Are you serious? He was already gonna, done. Oh my you, God! That's why I said no, it was a no. fading All Star. Look, look, look at his contract. No, they, it was a two-headed monster, <clears throat> and you had <clears throat> Kobe. Still look at that, Mike. You're almost dying over there. Still coming out of his rookie contract. <laughs> I actually got some water. On the last break, it was a perfect formula of youth and age. You had Shaq, the alpha. You had Kobe emerging, and you had a bunch of you had a bunch of role players. And I get and that, Ori, but they Rick, still no, had no, no. A, the third guy it, was still a star. No, no, no. It no. was the right the star guy, for its time. The third guy has to be an all star. That's what they had in Boston. That's what they had in Miami. Those are special situations. I'll get into that in a little bit. I'll go over it right now. The Boston Celtics were the only big three in the entire league and almost got beat by, by a Lakers team that was just put together when they just got Paco Saul that February. That was Kobe and, and an emerging star, a bubble all-star in Paco Saul. Paco Saul was not the Paco Saul who ended up being before he joined the Lakers. He was just rookie of the year like Dame, and that's it. Right? That's all he ever did was win rookie of the year. That was it. He was Dame, but as a big man. Okay. And he actually, he actually played better defense. Now, we go to Miami. You bring LeBron, who is by far the best player in the league, to join Dame, who's already won a championship. Once again, it's the formula again. LeBron is Kobe and Dame is Shaq in the essence of the, the uh, star that's already done the thing. And the thing is, they're the same age. <clears throat> so you have these guys who are both in their prime. Dame falling out early because of injury. You have Chris Bosh also in the you same mean, damn draft. You mean Wade? That, that doesn't happen. So it, it, Denver just won. They won because of depth. You, you have the same thing with the Splash Brothers, strength strength of, of numbers. That's how these guys win. That's that's how it is. Now they did get KD, but it is a special situation. To try to go with this three-star, blah, 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 it won't work. It's better off for the Lakers have Rui, who could come in, and, and if you get 30 minutes, they'll give you 20 easily. D'Lo is going to be streaky, hit those threes, it'll be those clutch threes. And you still have um, um, AR, who everyone loves. You lose those three guys for one guy who, who who's not going to play any defense and is going to be streaky as well. Have you seen Dame in the last two weeks? He yeah, had game. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, come he's on, man. So and so if you lose those three guys and you put it on one guy, and then, okay, then you have a night where LeBron's not there. You think AD and Dame and, and Dame has an off night, you're going to win that game? But if you have three players, all you need is two of those players to play decent basketball, and you win. So, <clears throat> no, no, I'm not doing it. No, Drew Holiday, to me, was offense. He's a, he was a three and D player, offense defensive, top elite uh, perimeter defense, which sparked their offense in Milwaukee, and they're paying for it now. They're one of the well, worst defensive teams in the league. Then obviously we got into the Laker talk. We just segued into it. Yeah, we got it. You know, I'm, you know me. I'm getting excited. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna go ahead and defend the roster. Absolutely. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a little pushback. I like the players. I do. I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, you're higher on D'Lo than I. Okay. I I would prefer them to trade D'Lo and Ooh. keep and keep Hachimura and keep Austin Reeves. <coughs> and no I told that. that they need to identify a guard, a point guard in my like I would a ball dominant point guard that can gut the lane. I've been saying that. Who would I've it been be wanting that? Who would it they be? Have to, hey, hey, <laughs> there, this is why no Palenka gets paid. Out there. There's no, no, there's no trade for he because Delo makes 18 a year. Money's got to match. Reason why I like Delo so much, not because I just like Delo. First of all, he was drafted by us and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, I'm looking at the contracts, I'm looking at the horizon of scenarios around the league. There's no guard 
you can get in this league that can replace D'Lo that's going to do that's going to play better than D'Lo at that money at the money you're not getting rid of him the only way you get rid of D'Lo he's got to be the key piece in getting another big star like a Zach Levine or even DeMar DeRozan but those type of players getting DeMar DeRozan is bad because you already have a log jam in the forward position not you know and I don't believe in Vandal anymore Vandal should not get minutes Max Christie has shown himself Cam Reddish has shown themselves and TP has done better than, than Vandal Vandal out there He's too much of a liability. He doesn't play good enough defense to, 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 to validate why he's out there when it's four on five. <clears throat> so you Vandal can't play anymore. Now that Max Christie has emerged and Cam Reddish is here and we have TP now here as well, Van, I'm telling you right now, Vandal should not play at all. He needs to be like a reserve player. I will play Jackson Hayes over Vandal right now. <clears throat> is that bad? Because Jackson Hayes is getting DMP. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, Vandal, because Jackson Hayes will give you something. He'll give you defense and he's still, he's still a lob threat. But Vando gives you nothing. He gives you nothing. And and if he doesn't, it's not an elite. Right now, people are still beating him defensively. He gets fouls left and right. He's averaging three to four fouls a game. And he's averaging like three points a game. What, what are we? He's averaging more fouls than points right now. Don't believe me? Check it. You know, I'm watching Lakers religiously. I watch them. I watch every game at least twice. I, I'm slowing it down. So, you know, when it comes to Laker talk, I'm, I, I am the guy to talk to over anybody else. On, I will put myself up against anyone else on social media. Any other platform, all the guys, the people, the beat writers, I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, and I bet you I'll beat them because I know what the hell I'm talking about. At the, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you trade for Zach Levine, and I, at the beginning of the season, said that's the only player I would trade D'Lo for. I was on that island until I looked deeper into the contracts, until I looked deeper into his health the last three seasons. <clears throat> you can't do yeah. it. The money, the money won't line up. The money won't line up. You have to get, and people are like, I don't care. Let's get rid of, when people throw Rui's name out there, I said, how short your memory is. Rui was your best role player in the playoffs. He was, he was your number three. He was your number he three. He was your number there. three scorer he was your over, three. Andy, over Austin Reeves. Yes, absolutely. He was averaging 21 points a game in the playoffs, 17 to 20. What are and we then, talking about? This <sighs> is where, this is where I'm, you know, a lot of Laker fans, uh, you know, they're like, they're, they're, they give me a lot of pushback on this. Where I'm like, well, Russell's the guy you're gonna have to trade, and, and unfortunately, you're gonna you have put to put Austin Reeves with it. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, as far as just Dilo, just Dilo, where you have stuff. to, where you have to identify a point guard some on someone's bench, <clears throat> on someone's roster that can do what. You, this is one of those where you give up more, you're getting less, but it fits in your system better. Uh, do you remember <clears throat> back in the '90s? When the Lakers traded Cedric Sabalos for Robert Ory, great trade. You should remember that. Okay, oh, of course. Okay, what was Sabalos? He was an all star. He was an all star. Small, like yes. He was a small forward, uh, slash, you know, shooting guard type, but more of a small forward. Yeah. All star, and Ory at the time in Phoenix was not the player he ended up being with the Lakers. And that trade, literally, the Lakers gave up a more talented player for a player that was not as good at that time. How did that work out for the Lakers? And how did that Mind work you, out for Ori Phoenix? was a two-time champion, so let's not Absolutely. give it No, 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 no. I, I get that, and I'm not taking that away from Ori. At the time they made the trade, he was already in Phoenix for a couple years. And he had a bad record because he just finished throwing the, the towel. The, the towel at that. Exactly. But besides that. We got that, him on the cheap. They, the, that, it wasn't the cheat because Sabalos was a really good basketball player. He is D'Lo right now. So you kind of gave them the more offensive ready player at that moment to get a guy that the intangibles fit the team better. 
what they needed to be able to put them over the hump. The Lakers right now, they need they need that type of trade. Maybe if you're you're not gonna go and get Zach Levine, right? Because then you have to give up the three for the one. Three of if your you, top top uh, rotational it, players. You got, you exactly. Got, so if has you, to be in the trade, and so does Rui. Has to be there. Okay. So if you you cherish Reeves and Rui so much, then Delo's gonna be the guy that you're gonna kind of give away for to get another player that might not have the same value that Delo does have. But it's going to be a better fit for your team. It's going to be a better glue for the guy off the bench, for that 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 unit, and it's going to make the Lakers better. The Lakers, as far as Palinka, has to identify that guy, find him, and make that trade. Because yes, I, I agree with you. D'Lo is a baller. He'll have one game where he just, oh my goodness, he looks amazing. But then he'll have two games where you're like, what was he doing? Why is he so ice cold? Did he just go 0 for 9 from three-point land today? Right? He never has 0 for 9 games, but go ahead. But you get one. Come on, don't say he, he does he'll, he'll have bad turnovers at opportune times, but he also is the one guy on the team that will come in there and hit, hit three threes in a row and turn the whole game upside down. He's the only player on the team who does that. Absolutely. Well, not, not okay. So, okay. Aside from LeBron. Aside so, from LeBron. so you're so you're making my, you're making my point for the Lakers season. They get on these little hot streaks. Then they look like crap. Then they get on a hot streak. They literally are up and down. They're the Buffalo Bills of the NBA. <clears throat> that they, yes, you're absolutely right. Can they get hot? Yeah, but are they good enough to beat All the right. Nuggets, the Clippers? So, the- so I, I, I've done some research since we've been talking, and I've had this in my ear for a while. And I will say this. On your point, now the th- this is the thing I I, I love I love Dilo, I, I do I truly do I think he's a phenomenal player I, I like his energy I, I, I like his moxie I, I like his whatever a lot of the Laker fans have turned on him for whatever reason because of the one series versus Denver where they hunted him same thing happened with like I said we go back to the Bucks and and Drew Holiday they, he got hunted by Miami they got rid of him and I thought it was the wrong move um, if they get rid of Dilo for a big name star. I feel like that's a bad move. There is when you brought up. There is no point, star. They, there's no, no star they can get for him. They, they can get no. They can get Zach Levine. That trade is sitting. No, there. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not talking about giving up the other guys. I'm just talking about D'Lo by himself. No, no. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm getting to that. <clears throat> I'm saying if they were to do that for that scenario where you got to gut your team to to get go big fish hunting for a player who's injury prone and does not play defense. He's a big, flashy name, and he'll he'll fit in with the Lakers. But I don't feel like they need him. I feel like the person who's already playing that role is Cam Reddish. You saw him the other night. He shot three for four from deep. Four for five, I'm sorry. Four for five from deep. And he's slash. He's a very athletic player, and he plays better defense than Zach Levine is known for. Now, I think if he joined the Lakers, he may step up into that role, but he makes over $42 million a season. He ain't going to do that. He wants to still be flashy back home in L.A., that Bruin who turns Laker. I, I, I feel like it's a bad fit. Now, and I, and I was not on that page before. If you're gonna do D'Lo and a pick or something to head up, oh hell yeah, I'll take that. I'm like, that's an upgrade. But, but if you can't, if you're, if, so. but you can't. So that's why I say dead that. Now let's move on because they want to say let's do Demar Derozan to Caruso. People are very high at Caruso. He's one of the top ISO defenders in the league, perimeter wise. He's like top four. So dead that. Not gonna happen. Nah nah. So I was doing research. There's a player I've talked about many times in this show, and I've always forgotten his name. 
anyone who listens to the show, I bring up this guy's stats and his stature off the time when I mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies. I said, oh, Memphis used to still be able to win when Ja will be out, but they're not winning right now. I said, if Ja was out of that suspension, right now the Memphis Grizzlies would be probably a 10th or 9th seed and still had a chance when Ja came back. I kept mentioning this player. This player's name is Tyus Jones. He was a part of the trade that allowed Chris Aprazingas to go to Boston. It was a three-team trade. And Marcus Smart went to Memphis. Tyus Jones went to the Wizards. They're already done. They're already done with Jordan, with Jordan Poole. They're virtually done with him. Tyus Jones has the best assisted turnover ratio in the league in the past four seasons, surpassing CP3. Tyus Jones makes about 14 million a season, just about four less than um D'Lo. If you want to do a head-up trade, the money doesn't fit just right. The Lakers have to take on another contract which they're more than likely, somebody they'll just end up cutting later. They can't do that lateral move. Tyus Jones will be a perfect fit next to LeBron. And he's someone who, who LeBron can say, hey, take over the reins. Because the one big mistake that D'Lo has, he turns the ball over in the opportune times like a Westbrook, not the same level, but it's like Russ. Tyus Jones won't do that. He's the best, once again, I'll repeat, the best assistant turnover ratio in the entire NBA for the past four seasons. So you could the money lines up where you could trade D'Lo to to Washington and Washington will get an upgrade because they don't really need a Tyus Jones type. They need an electrifying player who used to be when he had a team similar to that, who was an who was an all-star, bubble all-star when he was in Brooklyn. He will have that same opportunity there. He's gonna give them what 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 Jordan Poole could not and cannot. You go ahead and bring D'Lo there, who's more stable, who's a little bit older, who's married, then get rid of Jordan Poole, get rid of Tyus Jones, and that's a better marriage for both teams. Tyus Jones is a more complimentary piece to any sort of star like he was with Memphis. And now you have Tyus Jones and Gabe Vincent coming back. That's a good tether. That, that really is. And that's versus, the type of trade that I'm saying. That's the only that's, thing I can see and no one's talking about it. You guys heard it here first. D'Lo for Tyus Jones is the only trade you have and still keeping your depth. The only one, the only one that makes sense. That, exactly. Because see, the, where I came up, where the where the Lakers had to trade and, and I'm D'Lo. Sorry. And go sorry, ahead. before you go, before you go, and the Lakers and Washington have a great relationship already. Exactly. Yes, I was going to bring. Uh, that was my second point. Yeah. So here, here's how I came up with that. Where and, I was, and we okay. gave them Kuzma before. We've been we've, so we moved with them over the last five years. We have done. And, and it was Westbrook, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Westbrook, Kuzma. Uh, uh, there's uh, a relationship Rui. there. There's a relationship there. So look, the the reason why I came up with that because usually as Laker fans we always look for the big trade, right? And then I was looking at that Zach Levine trade, and we we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But then I, I kind of just sat there and I looked at it. I said, okay, if you were to remove D'Lo and put in Schroeder, and I'm only bringing in Schroeder because he played with us last year. You just saw what happened the other night. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just talking about how it fits for the Lakers. Okay, mm-hmm. how it fits for the Lakers. We know D'Lo's the better player, right? But if you were to remove, forget the money. If Schroeder was playing on the Lakers right now, taking those D'Lo minutes coming off the bench, it would be a better fit than D'Lo fits on the Lakers right now. That's how I came up with that, where I was like, yeah, they, they have to move him. And it's unfortunate it's going to be for a lesser player, even money-wise or name-wise, mm-hmm. but it would be the best thing for the Lakers to do. And not go for the big, the big name. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I was looking at their roster. The person they might add in there 
probably like a Mike Muscala. Like, uh, yeah. very familiar with him. They had him before. Uh, it was a horrible trade when they sent off. I think they got rid of uh, the guys with the Clippers now, I believe, for Mike Muscala. I, I can't remember who they got in Mike Muscala for. In, but... in that deal, you're, you're probably going to have to throw You're probably gonna have to throw one of the young guys or throw in a pick. Yeah, D- it'll a be D-Lon. They won't do a pick. They want their picks because they need them. Wizards, so it'll be, it be like DeLon Wright. We, we might have to give up a pick since we're the one initiating the trade. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, okay, yeah. we might have given yeah. up a second round. And a take second back. rounder or take. they're going to... Or they're gonna ask us for like Shafino or some someone young. No, the they bench. won't do that because we're because the cap is in our is on our side. They can't take on another player with the trade. We can only we could send D'Lo. They'll send us Tyus Jones and another player, and we have to send a pick with it since we're initiating exactly. the trade. Just we'll, probably send, we'll probably send a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to because it's like you want the trade. What are you gonna give me? So we'll take Tyus Jones and another one of your throw-ins that we'll end up cutting later, maybe like a Mike Buscala or a DeLon Wright or whomever, um, yeah. Corey, Corey Kispert, one of those bottom feeder guys just to make the money line up, you know, and then throw in a pick since you're initiating a trade. That's the yeah. only way to do it. And and, and if he, another team maybe go go through their roster and see if it's a guy that they have that can help the Lakers. There's another team. The, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. No. Maybe they have a guy that they fits don't. what we need because now that Jaw's gone, you need someone to put a point on that team. But that's just like for one D-Lo. season. They, they, they're not going to do it. D'Lo's, they're not going to do it. They're, yeah, they're, but that's that's one year and then they, Ma- they get Memphis, to move on Memphis not doing anything. They're going to stand pat. They're going to give these guys their money. They, they're going to reset for next year. And then they're not going to trade with someone within the same conference. And, that, and that's that's why, I mean. yeah, that's why Lakers see, didn't watch See, like how you came up with that trade with Washington. Yeah. This is where Palinka has to start doing his homework. And he's very good at this. You got to give him his credit. He identifies players. That's the um, only. That's the only team, bro. He he needs to go find a guy like that. That's, that's and the only like, team. And, and they're, they're a bottom feeding team. They're, they're te- it's like what I do in fantasy. I look at the team that needs something. Like like no, the top teams are never going to give me anything because they don't need anything. They're already the top team. You have a bottom feeding team who's trying to figure it out. They struck out on Jordan Poole. They need a player like D'Lo. They need a player like D'Lo. Lakers don't. I. That's why I want to keep them. But hey, it is what it is. Tyus Jones making less money, who's who's gonna not turn the ball over, who can hit the wide open three. It's a better fit. It's Absolutely, a better fit. it's a better fit, Absolutely. and he makes less money. I think that's the way they're gonna go. So um, when I look at the horizon, we're looking at everything in, in Lakerland. We we talked about it. They have all these games at home coming up. Or have been playing so far. They they've already played um, the Heat. They started with the Heat, lost to the Heat, which was ridiculous. Lost to the Grizzlies which is ridiculous. They were 0-2 at home to start, and then they beat the Clippers, and they beat the Raptors. Clippers were a big shocker to me. That was an excellent game. That was LeBron locking up Kawhi, and that's the reason why I feel very confident if the Lakers can lock in a top 16, 6-6 seed, and then they make that trade everybody wants and blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, the Lakers are still in the thick of it. Um, and, and you're down on them? I'm not. They beat the Raptors again. That game was not as close as it shows here. Everyone complaining about the fouls. We would not get into it. We're way over time as it is. Um, Lakers' next game is um, um, tonight versus the Suns at home. They've already proven in the East, in the in-season tournament, tournament that they dominate the Suns. They not in years past. The Suns have big problems. Lakers, I believe, are going to beat them again. Then they have a road trip to, to Utah. Who Utah's very hot right now. They might lose that game. Then they turn around, come back home, face OKC, and then the Mavericks. That's important because you're facing all these teams in the West that you need to get ground on, and you're at home. These are the games you have to win. You beat these teams, you start itching it down, you start scratching and clawing into the top six teams, and I believe this is the week, next couple of weeks, where they do that. Um, anything before we move on? 
Uh, no, on the NBA, I think we kind of touched on everything. Yeah, we touched on everything. We didn't really get into Clipper talk too much. We know they're hot right now. I mean, we could talk about um, how LeBron threw some shots kind of low-key at Darren Ham when he gave praise to 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 Ty Lue. Says it took him five games to figure it out. Ain't going ain't gonna to take Ty Lue more than five games to figure it out, where it sounds like a shot of Ham would take him 40 games. <laughs> yeah. And you try, try you. What do you mean? Try more like two seasons now. Well, no. They, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I get about it. it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, they, when, when, anytime he has new players, I need 30, 40 games to figure it out with these players. Like, this guy's ridiculous. You know, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Year. You brought up a guy from the from the G League. Oh, I need I another 40 games. Yeah, I need to figure it <laughs> I out. I need another 40. Like, dude, go with, you know, and, and I'm tired of it. I, if you guys watch him, we're going to finish it here. When you watch him, hands in the pockets, we keep saying that. And then there's times he looks confused. And then when they call timeouts, he's scratching his head. Looking, I mean, I, I'm going to I'm going to have to make a YouTube video or TikTok or whatever and show you guys clip after clip after clip of how this guy looks, just looks incompetent. And then show the look of LeBron's face. That's another thing before we go. You're right. D'Lo will be moved. I'm not happy about it, but LeBron's already shown it. They have clips of LeBron not even congratulating D'Lo when he hits threes back to back, not, not even give him any acknowledgement early in the season saying, I can play point guard coach. Pretty much saying, I don't believe in D'Lo. Yep. I mean, it's just so much there. And LeBron, he doesn't even high-five D'Lo anymore. In his mind, he's already done. LeBron's done with Ham. He's done with D'Lo. He loves Austin Reeves, so he's not going anywhere. Rui Hachimura, Jeannie Buss loves him. He's not going anywhere. That's why this trade that I mentioned, you guys, look into this. In the next couple of weeks, it's going to be for Tyus Jones. It's definitely yeah. be for Tyus Jones. It's going to be because that hey. well, we, we, we established the relationship. We established the way his game is. He fits perfectly here. And, and, and he's a Laker killer. He's a killer. And Laker. just remember real quick, the the Rui trade was done weeks before the trade. Line. Wait, like it was, it was yeah, now. weeks. It, it was, yeah, it was, so it was now. Ago, so, now. So start looking for that trade maybe even sooner. Yeah, the next week or two. It's yep. going to happen. I feel bad for D'Lo, but then I don't because guess what? His 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 contract is one and one. Hey, this it's, is the same thing what I said for R.J. Barrett. If D'Lo gets to yeah, yeah. to to Washington, he completely he's balls out. Contract. He's going to get a big he's contract. He's going to get a big contract. So it's the best thing for him. It's, like it's at this point, too. Yeah. So, screw it. Forget the championship. Go get paid. Go get and paid. then later in your career, go you know latch on with a contender where you're the third guy or the fourth guy or the sixth man of the year, which I think that's going to be perfect for him later in his career. And then he'll get his championships. That's the new formula. Well, that's been the formula for a while with like guys like Rice Rice. and uh, exactly, yeah. So, but those guys are like like Glenn Rice and uh, Mitch Richmond just jumped off championships with the Lakers. Jumped on, did did what they had to do. They got their chip. They they had already made all their money. So yeah, yeah. Dame's not going to be that one of those guys. So hey, back back at it again. Absolutely. And I'm not a Dame. You guys are making me into this guy. I love Dame. I, I hate when he played the Lakers, but I used to love his game. I, every time he uh, he's been the difference maker in every All Star game for the last four years. Whatever team he's been on, they've won. All right, so I, I don't hate Dame. It's just that you guys exalt him like he's this messiah. He hasn't done jack shit in the league. Like, what are we talking about? He's he's a flashy player. He he he, he gets great long deep shots, but people always hate on Steph Curry. So he don't play defense. Hey, Mike, Dame Mike's. is worse. Relax, relax. All right, all right. I'll, I'll cool down on Dame. <laughs> I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I'm sorry. Poor Dame. Poor Dame. <laughs> Dame getting roasted on the show. Anyways, man, we, we got to leave it there. Long show. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but we overcame it. Um, any last words, Tony? 
hey man 2024 is off to a good start um hopefully it's as good as it was my weekend was and all 2024 has been going for me i've been hot thank goodness and i hope everyone has an awesome 2024 as well and you know keep listening in appreciate it man thank you all for faithful listeners um appreciate all the all the love and support the comments um man the shares i'm hearing stuff from people back in africa i'm hearing stuff from people in europe so we're worldwide and it's awesome and i really appreciate you guys um appreciate y'all for listening you've been listening to the time is now have a great day people Right, you know what time it is. It's time for our NBA top picks. It's our NBA top picks. Let's see how we did last week. Friday, January 5th. We're at Atlanta in Indianapolis. I chose Indianapolis and I was right. Next, OKC in Brooklyn. I chose OKC and I was wrong. New York Knicks in Philadelphia. I chose Philly and I was wrong. Minnesota in Houston. I chose Minnesota and I was right next. Clippers in New Orleans. I chose the Clippers and I was right next. Memphis in LA versus the Lakers. I chose the Lakers and I was wrong. Next Saturday, January 6th, Boston in Indianapolis. I chose Boston and I was right next. Milwaukee in Houston. I chose Milwaukee and I was wrong. Next Sunday, January 7th, New Orleans in Sacramento. Sacramento tried to light the beam, but they did not. I chose Sacramento, and I was wrong. Next, Minnesota in Dallas. I chose Minnesota, and I was wrong again. Next, Memphis in Phoenix. I chose Memphis. I think this is one of the last games job played, but he played well. I chose Memphis, and I was right. Next, Clippers in versus the Lakers, both Ballot of LA. I chose the Clippers, and I was wrong. Come on, Monday, January 8th. Boston in Indianapolis. I chose Indy and I was right next. Houston in Miami. I chose Houston and I was wrong again. Next, Phoenix in Clippertown. I chose the Clippers and I was right next. Tuesday, January 9th. Minnesota in Orlando. I chose Orlando and I was wrong. Next, Toronto in Lakertown. I chose the Lakers and I was right next. Wednesday, January 10th. Minnesota in Boston. I chose Boston. I was right next Philly in Atlanta. I chose Atlanta and I was right again next OKC in Miami. And I was right. I'm on fire. Finally, New Orleans and Golden State. I chose Golden State and I was wrong. Badly. Now we recap from last week. We were 11 and 10. That is our worst week by far, people. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to go into next week. That's what we're going to do. All right. Now, this week, Thursday, January 11th, we have Boston versus Milwaukee. This is the preview to the Eastern Conference Final. This is ju- this is the big get-back game for Drew Holiday. I got Boston winning that game next. New York Knicks in Dallas. New York Knicks have not lost a game since getting OG Ananobi. I got them continuing that streak. I got the Knicks beating Dallas. Next, Phoenix in L.A. versus the Lakers. I got the Lakers winning that game. Now, Friday, January 12th, Sacramento in Philadelphia. I have Philly winning that game next. Indy in Atlanta. I have Indy winning that game next. Orlando in Miami to battle for Florida. I got Miami winning that game next. New Orleans in Denver in Mile High. I got Denver winning that game now. Saturday, January 13th. Houston Rockets 
in Boston. That is the M.A. Udoka return game, people. That is a big game. He had that circled on his counter since he accepted a job at Houston. I have Houston winning that game. They're ruining the streak right now. Boston has not lost a game at home all season. More, more apropos for Udoka to come back and to hammer down and ruin that streak. Now, go to state in Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee winning that game. Next, Orlando in OKC. OKC winning that game. Next, New Orleans in Dallas. I got Dallas winning that game. Sunday, January 14th. Indy in Mile High. I got Denver winning that game. Sacramento in Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee winning that game. Next, Clippers in Minnesota. I have the Clippers winning that game. Next, Monday, January 15th. Houston in Philly. I got Houston winning that game. Next, New Orleans in Dallas. I have Dallas winning that game. Next, OKC in the Lakers. Laker Town. I got Lakers winning that game. Next, Tuesday, January 16th. Denver in Philly. I have Denver winning that game. Next, Sacramento in Phoenix. I got Sacramento lighting the beam and winning that game. Next, OKC in Clippertown. I got the Clippers winning that game. Wednesday, January 17th. Orlando in Atlanta. I got Orlando winning that game. Next, you got Wimbayama going to Beantown. I got Boston winning that game. Next, Houston in New York. I got New York Knicks winning that game. Finally, Dallas in Lakertown. Kyrie Irving going to get that rude awakening from LeBron James, and they're going to put that smack down on the Mavericks. That is it for my NBA top picks. It's my NBA top picks. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. We do not have the rights to this music. Won't you please slow it down? I'm trying to talk to you, darling. Trying to fall with you, darling. Do you hear me? And no, 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 nobody can stop it. The love. Me. And every time I look out of my seat, cause they chest, they vest, they flesh. Yes. Tell me how you feel right now, cause all I wanna do is keep it real right now. I'm trying to beat it up, beat pills right now. Athletic in the sheets, I got skills right now. Hey, red bread with some red baby, ah. Ballin' in that club, ain't some speed, ah. Pop that bitch and spray like red. Yellow diamonds on you like a glass of lemonade. Kill me, kill me, I know I'm trying to fuck with you till we all like support I split it with you if we get half of Michael Jordan No politician, I shit on niggas cause life is short No passport to go with me, I have to get deported Keep up. King of the jungle, tycoon. Jungle. Everybody faking, that's a cartoon. Yeah. 
country trying to turn up, try to work something. Shots said it did good, you wanna fucking furnace. Hey, mister, you a rat, bird, good hair, got a back, hey. Rich nigga, I like a rat, Fuck it up, throw it back. No shade from Brazilian wax. Have a good, have a good time. You sleep, let go, let go. guess it's my turn or our turn my time to talk about it <sighs> with over 40 million views in a week on club shay shay which i frequent that show at least i get a lot of clips from it very entertaining um i can see myself doing a show similar to that um what are these days as you guys hear that i do interviews from time to time usually on women's heritage month i pick four beautiful, successful, intelligent, talented women. And I interview them for you guys to um, have other women and some young men, something to aspire to and to know that we um, do treasure and honor our women. Now back to Club Shay Shay. Cat Williams interview with a week later, over 40 million views. And it goes to show that we as a people will gravitate to scandal, to gossip, to things that to me are not really positive. Um, now, when I say I was not entertained, I was thoroughly entertained. It took me a couple of days to watch it, but I was thoroughly entertained. Um, it was a lot of information. There was a lot of truths. But if you want to believe all of it, that means you are just someone who's a slave to negativity and drama. The thing that got me is that um, Cat Williams painted himself as like a martyr, painted himself as if he was someone that was doing God's work. And I don't believe someone who has God in him would stoop to such lengths and call going to calling people all these different names and then even say they will resort to violence when addressing another fellow. And that to me is not godlike. So I don't like when we like to cloak or put God into something that's ungodly, especially as someone who has a, who has a history and stand-up to be very vulgar in their material and to use a lot of obscenities and profane language. 
who who heralds and, and, and champions the pimp culture. And if anyone doesn't understand what it is to be a pimp, go ahead and Google it. I'm not here to do that for you. At the end of the day, I'm not here to chastise or tear down one Cat Williams, nor am I here to say everything he said was false and try to try to denounce it and say, ooh, I champion these people. But I will say this. Negativity breeds negativity. And you have now, you have a lot of people responding with a lot of mixed emotions. None of them to which are positive because you put the negative energy and negative spirit out there. Now there's residual effect, effects, plural, from things like this. And one crossed over to our sports world, whereas you have someone like Steve Harvey, not Steve Harvey, but Stephen A. Smith, who's friends with Steve Harvey, who's friends with Kevin Hart, going to, I wouldn't say come to bat for them, and also friends with Shannon Sharp, who hosts the show, who got some backlash as well. Not to say he came to bat for them, but he made sure he let his allegiance know. He respects Cat Williams, but he's like, these are my people. And, you know, I don't I don't agree with that. Then you have someone in Jason Whitlock coming in later to chime in his two cents and saying that Stephen A. Smith is a plant, like they say Kevin Hart's a plant. And what so meaning someone that the powers that be put them in a position of power and 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 they're like jigaboos and, and they're they're dancing for massa as long as they put them here to distract the masses and, and not to uplift our culture that's what a plant is at least that's how i interpret it and now stephen a smith is going he's acting out of character he's on social media going crazy on whitlock calling him names obscenities and all kinds of stuff so now he reduced himself and my point in all of this is when are we going to change when what happened down the line to where we felt it was okay to tear each other down when when did it be okay to be like that's my brother that's my sister like we we have open game season on ourselves, but we will not go and punch up to those who put us against each other to begin with. Case in point, Cat Williams says or claims that Kevin Hart is a plant. Um, Jason Whitlock claims and says that Stephen A. Smith is a plant. Why are we more upset with the plant versus the planter? If these things are true, say they are who you say they are. They're just doing what's best for themselves. Why are you upset when, if, if, if them being a plant is a negative thing, who's the person who put them there? Who's the person pulling the strings? Why are you not attacking them or coming after them? Yes, Kevin, no, yes, Cat Williams made a statement about, a brief one, by the way, of, of Weinstein, who's known for, you know, all his different sexual acts and all these different horrific things. You know, but a lot of people have done that. It's easy to do that when white people have left him alone and he's over here in the side rotting away in a cell. Why? What makes you uncomfortable or unwilling to go after the person who's really pulling the strings? The per because say they remove that plant, they can replace him with another one. But you see, we've gotten so used to coming at each other instead of trying to 
uplift each other and partner with each other because we are still the minority. If you make a, if you, if you hold your hands up and the right finger or the index finger is fighting with the small finger or the middle finger, the ring finger, if someone comes to attack it and push against any one of those fingers individually, the chances are they could break it. But if you ball them together, put them together together as they meet each other in the palm of your hand, they become a fist and they strike a more mightier blow. But for some reason in our culture, it's very, very prevalent that we find ways to tear at each other, bring each other down versus lifting each other up. And everyone is entertained by it, especially us. We love it. If we didn't love it, we wouldn't care so much about the desperate housewives or basketball wives or loving hip hop. We wouldn't care about those things. We like the drama. And people are making so much money off of our backs, off of our negativity. Even in the rap culture, they like to see us selling drugs to each other and calling each other bitches and hoes, but go ahead, and if you were to say anything about any other race, it, would be, it wouldn't be okay. If a white or a Jewish rapper came out and said these are anti-Semitic, it will not be tolerated. But it's okay for us to talk about us killing each other, because that's okay. We're not looked as human to them. We're only looked as objects of entertainment and labor. If you don't believe me, check it. I remember back when Eddie Murphy made the movie Boomerang. If you haven't seen it, white people, go ahead and look it up. Most of my black audience has seen it. He made the movie Boomerang. It's an awesome movie. And the characters, main characters in the movie all worked for a firm that was an agency, a marketing agency. And these are all professionals wearing suits, booted up, and it was owned by a black company, and the majority of the cast was black. There was very few white people, and the people who were white were the help. <laughs> they weren't the positions of power. It was like, yeah, one foreign white guy who was who was a sales uh, rep at a at a at a um, at a retail store for clothing, and he was um, racially profiling them as they were in there. They could buy the whole store if they wanted to. You gotta watch that clip. My point is. America and Hollywood pushed back on the film was upset saying it's unrealistic. Why are there no white people in this movie? Why are there no white people in position of power? Because people could not fathom black people being at that level. They didn't understand that their prejudice was the reason why there's a problem. They won't have a problem if the movie was all casted white like the show Friends. They won't have a problem at all. There's so many movies, so many things where they just access out of it. If you do see us, you see us being as, as the ballet or a criminal. That's it. And everybody's used to that imagery. So we are the minorities in this system here. And instead of us coming together, we tear each other down. When will we be tired of it? When will we see stuff like this would disgust us and not entertain us? It shouldn't be entertaining. Now, was I entertained? I was. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. But at the same token, as I see the residual effects, I'm disgusted all the much more, which is why I'm here. That's what this show is about. Dropping some seeds, hoping that it blooms and grows, and we can now move forward in some sort of positive force. The time is now. Hope someone can hear this. Hope someone in Cat Williams can't, can get this. I doubt it, but I hope so. 
hope someone is listening to this and gets something from this and understand that things like this can no longer be tolerated if we choose to move in a positive force going forward, if we choose to leave this world a better place for our black and brown children. You have to understand that this here is simply not okay. Until next time. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Be optimistic. Mm-hmm. But that's it this week, guys. Another great week. Another great show. All right, the music choice this week was Heat Stroke by Calvin Harris featuring Young Thug, Pharrell, and our Ariana Grande. Give that some spins. Give that some spins. Remember, if you want to reach out to the show and you want to hear what you want read on the air, just go ahead and send us an email at podcast. The time is now. That's podcast. The time is now. Go ahead and send us an email. If you want to leave a voice message, go on to the Spotify app, scroll down in the about link, and go ahead and leave a voice message to the show. You want to hear that played on the air. Remember, if you like the show, like it, go going ahead and share and go ahead, subscribe and go ahead and like. Now it's time for our final word. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of the Lord Yeshua, the Mashiach foretold. They said to you, I am the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord, the Yeshua Mashiach, to bring you to eternal life. Jude 1, 17 through 21. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace. Higher and higher